That's where Damn. it started. Okay, well, enough about that. Do you have a pool? Brother, you got a thing you can swim in. Splash, you got that? Don't have a pool, got me. <laughs> I thought I had yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a 10-mile lake out back. Lake? Call it Lake Varnell, yes. Catfish are delicious. <laughs> So what I do is I'd go out back, man. <laughs> Cast my reel, pull that out, fry it, fry. dye it, lay it to the side, red beans and gravy. <laughs> I ain't too lazy. <laughs> I wanna take things slow, put my mind in cruise control. Unlimited gold. Not one might get ten of them hoes. Track hawk pack got ten of these hoes. Talk about shit, I did it before. Work my wood like ten of them foes. Suck my dick, then get in the rose. I won't sip, ain't get in the rose. She tastes sweet like cinnamon rolls. Hoes faint, then follow they knees to follow my lead. Don't tell lies, I wanna believe you, wanna achieve. Since who beans, she swallow my seed. Bounce right back like the Bible said, and I won't be shit that a white man said. Just keep texting, you give my message, I might hit back, but my iPhone dead. Brand new whip, that regular. Brand new bitch, fake ass, that's settling. Talk shit, turn my back, that jealousy. Attitude, bank count, both been negative. Small talk, small minds out my area. Small talk, small minds out my area. Big back, big class, Grammys, etc. Big cow, back dog, moving up. Shout out. Tough with the bars, man. That's Benny's homie right there, if y'all didn't know. Shout <laughs> him. Go- his name, Benny's homie. <laughs> go <laughs> look up, up Benny's homie on Spotify. <laughs> he got 75 listeners. <laughs> and all of them is Benny. <laughs> 74 cats. <laughs> Yo, listen, if you could hear the sound of my voice, if you could see my face right now, that could mean one thing and one thing only. You are locked into the cruise control, baby. <laughs> Episode what? 97. 97. Oh, I, how was Alex off mute? Dave, what happened? That's my guy. Oh, it's different now? That's oh, snap. Well, as you know. We're wearing the same. We got black on black. Oh, that's true. Menace. Okay. We both trap stars. Well, well, well real quick, as you know, I'm the boy Dev Cruz. <laughs> Sitting next to me on my left, the one and only the boy Dave Cruz. <laughs> Offside, off camera right now to the left of Dave, Poppy Lex. I just hit a nigga in the head with a ooga booga wooga. That bitch suck my nigga, so I ooga booga booga. And I mean, I'm Wait, let me, and I mean, the llama. And llama. Hold on. Llama. Let me say they introduce where he's sitting at, oh, at least. Tra, tra, tra. Behind the llama. <laughs> The camera. Obama. The one and only. Obama. Bandito. Obama. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, I can't even <laughs> I don't know when you're going to press it again, so I want to say <laughs> No, we're good. Let's get it started. Episode 97. 97. We're back. How y'all feeling, man? Obama. <laughs> Like through the episode, things randomly gonna mess me up. <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that. Llama. <laughs> 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 
You've been acting real different since you got central air, man. What you mean? You've been acting real. First of all, the studio got central air. <laughs> <laughs> got his pinky out, man. I'm on. <laughs> I got my pinky out. Pause. <laughs> it's not a pinky. It's at least a thumb. <laughs> David got five thumbs on his hand. That's crazy. I mean, that's talking about hands. Llama. Penis. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. You didn't even go to Penn State. Why you got a Penn State bug? Dev, what? <laughs> it was on sale. <laughs> Duh. Anyway, man, episode 97. Wow. Wow. Almost we did there, it. baby. We did it, Almost Alex. There. Almost at episode 100, man. We did it, Poppy. <laughs> hey, yo. Are you calling him Poppy for? That's his name. Why you say it like that? <laughs> Poppy. We did it, Poppy. I'm about to get <laughs> Benny's artist on here to beat you up, dude. Real rap, man. Now listen, episode ninety-seven. We having a good time, y'all. How was everybody's? How was everybody's week, man? How was everybody's weekend? What's going on? What's the vibes like? Obviously, it's immaculate. I guess we immaculate. I hate when I say words because I don't know if I'll be right or not. <laughs> how you say it? Immaculate. See, Bendito, this is what I gotta go through with this boy, and this is my actual brother. Spell immaculate. <laughs> It's got two M's. It's <laughs> the next to a Webster's dictionary right now. He gonna say E M A C. Nah, it's I M L I N T. What's up, man? I didn't know it was gonna be a spelling test. It's getting real hot in here. Turn the AC on. Is the studio got it on? <laughs> how's your How's your week going, Dave? What's up, man? What's, what's I popping? said. It's, go ahead, tell us about your weekend, Poppy. <laughs> Been chilling. Okay, what you week. what you got up to this week, Bobby? Yo, at work. Uh huh. Looking up. Okay, okay. That you looked up at work. Yeah. yeah. What don't, was up don't there? Don't look up. Uh, chinas. <laughs> 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 they just on the ceiling. Hey, day. That's crazy. Call him the China man. So what are you saying? You had a good week at work because there's it's Johns. Yeah, Matt Johns. More money. Alice got a Alice got a, a, a liking now, man. He's he's. he's oh liking. yeah! Now that now that you um, now that you you know a regular on the pod. Yeah. He's getting all the looks. Yeah, man. It's they so- give him an extra five minute break at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the super the shift leaders. <laughs> Alex lazier over here, man. He's in his bag. <laughs> what they about to make? What what's uh what they said? Alice promotion gonna be Dave? He's the head of what now? Trapping. <laughs> No, he's the head of money bag security. <laughs> <laughs> the head of getting to the bag. Yeah, you know. You feel me? All right, Alice. Alice getting his money, Bandita. What's up with you, Cuz? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Work was good. Yeah. Had a last minute photo booth. You already know. Oh yeah. It's Friday night, John. Oh, yeah, Friday. We definitely night. need a, a picture sound. <laughs> <laughs> what was this photo booth for? What, what this time around? Dumbass Sweet Sixteen. You know how that go. Hey, I can't. Why see you me. hating on it? Because they they all the same, bro. Once you start going to a couple of them, you start realizing that they all of them have the same order. They walk out, have this grand entrance, mm-hmm. wearing a princess dress. They all do some type of choreographed dance that's trash. Mm-hmm. The music for that joint is whack. Like, the mixes is terrible. Okay. And then the food is mids. Then they all just run into the photo booth. I took over, like, 100-something photos last night, you know? 
That's what's up. But remember, last time you only had like five photos, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. see, the work could get the game strenuous. was on. Yeah, in the, the game, the work yeah. could get strenuous. Yeah, there was no game on. There was, was no sick. game on. There was no game on. It was no Ku Klux Klan members. <laughs> <laughs> Benny wanted the uh, Jabberwockies to come out. He said he they mad because you didn't have a Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> no one was. You wanted 16. to start dancing. Benny said they dancing was garbage. <laughs> Benny's. The only person that Benny Sweet 16 was the lady that called him a spick. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. She was just there and saw me. I see you being 16. <laughs> spick teen. <laughs> spick teen years old. <laughs> no. Spick teen years old. That's crazy. <laughs> why are you judging they dancing? They 16 years old. Because they're doing trash, bro. They're all That's why trash. you said he went to Jabberwockies. Come on. Yeah, something, bro. Spin on your head. Give me something. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's too advanced for 16, bro. Yeah. Was it a Spanish sweet 16? Yeah. And the food was corny? Food. Do whites Mids, have a bro. sweet 16? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a Spanish thing. No, a yeah. Spanish thing is quinceañera. Oh. Isn't quinceañera 15? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sweet 16 is, is Anybody can have a Sweet 16 True Yeah Your knowledge of Underage parties is immaculate <laughs> How you say it? <laughs> Spell it immaculate <laughs> Spell it for me now Alright, Benny had a surprise photo booth You know what I'm saying? He was ready to chill That he got called into action They put the bat symbol out A photo booth symbol in the sky <laughs> Benny had to run With a photo booth on his back <laughs> To have the signal is um one of the mustaches on a stick <laughs> and laid up in the sky. <laughs> Benny like ah, oh. duty calls. Yeah, the to gotta his, save Gotham. Tuck the cats. Duty calls. I'll be tuck back. Tuck the cats in the bag. Time to go to work. <laughs> it's a stick mustache <laughs> and a big and a big glasses. <laughs> That's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's hilarious. They walk Betty up out of money. Sleep. Poppy Lex and, right. uh, and Bendito. Y'all hey, what about you, money. Dave? You getting to the money? What's up? No drama. <laughs> Are you getting to the money? Yes or no? No drama. How was your week? No drama. <laughs> Answer me correct. How was your week? It was, uh, let's see. No drama. <laughs> Do this week? Um, my weekend was pretty good. Uh, I went to see Barbie on Friday. The movie? The movie. Is this still in theaters? Yeah. It's like four that John has made over like 1.36 billion or something like that. And you was a part of it. Now they got 1.36 billion and seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Who you you went you went, you and your lady or yeah me and my lady you know a little movie date night okay and uh, Barbie wasn't half bad. Did to y'all be honest. y'all just saw Barbie? I thought y'all was seeing something else. No, we were supposed to. What happened? But, you know, we didn't, we, sh- she wanted to see Barbie, you know, but I wasn't trying to go when everybody was still wearing pink and it was packed. So we went, it was like four people in the theater. Tough. Was they wearing pink? Nah. <laughs> Nobody was wearing pink. Was that John Tough? It was actually pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Like, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. Um. So, yeah, got to see that. What else? Yeah. That's it. Show's popping. Going and seeing the movie. You know, now this weekend I'm just trying to kick back, take it easy. It's been raining in Philly. Yeah, real rap. Um, trying to chill. What about you, Dev? Yo, man. Um, <laughs> had a good week. <laughs> 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 Immaculate. 
IMCC. You had a good week. You were late. Um, y'all, I went. I'm gonna keep it a bean with y'all. You I, you slid through the Sixers store, huh? Yeah, I like the Sixers coming up, baby. You gotta represent your team, man. Sixers is garbaggio. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Not not for Bendito. Listen, nah. You excited about the Sixers? About the who? <laughs> <laughs> Just slid out of his. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. He didn't want to say it. They so bad right now. <laughs> you excited about them? Um, yeah, man. I'm always excited. The Sixers are going to be one of those teams where people are going to like downplay them so horribly, like yo James Harden, whatever. And then they're going to be like a top two team. It's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those teams. You want to bet five dollars? That's not the case. At the end of the day, they're still going to have an on, M- a MVP right center. At the end of the day, they still gonna have an MVP center. They still gonna have Tyrese Maxey on the up, up and coming. Tobias Harris, his last best season was a contract season, and this is his contract season. The last time he had a contract, dude, he had like twenty points, twenty something points a game, so many rebounds. He's gonna play well himself. James Harden is gonna play well to get traded, and then we're gonna get good players off of his trade, or he'll stay and he'll just play well and play for the team and play for the guys, and instead of trying to think about Daryl Morey. But Sixers is gonna be good. I mean, that's cool and all, but just make it past the second round. I mean, I'm excited for them because all these right. te- all that's these all, teams that's all that matters at this point. All these teams, what they did is they just gave themselves a good starting five. The Bucks had to get rid of their good bench players for this for Dame Lillard, and the the Celtics don't got nobody on their bench anymore. It's their starting five and Peyton Pritchard, some white boy <laughs> that Alice can be in a game with one on one. Meanwhile, our bench also trash. No, not at all. Our bench we lost has, George Niang. Dave, we still got our bench got Patrick Beverly. Our bench got Kelly Oubre. Our bench got the young boy Jaden Springer. We still got uh, um, Melton on our, on on the, coming off the bench. Mo Bamba's coming off the bench, and when he h- hypes in, the hype is gonna be crazy when they play Mo Bamba over the speakers. All the white boys gonna be going crazy. That's yeah, a fact. It's good, man. The Sixers in a good spot, man. Just don't you know don't don't sleep on them. I will say this though, you know, because I see Benny and Dave with their Phillies hat. I went to the Xfinity Live on Thursday for the game clinching. Oh yeah, and I, that John was crazy, bro. Yo, I seen the video. That place was. Yes, sir. I'm gonna teach y'all. I'm gonna teach y'all the scheme. So if anybody who's watching or anybody who's listening in or even y'all here, mm-hmm. what y'all gotta do is go on Xfinity Live's um, website. Go mm-hmm. on, like I said, like two or three days before the game. You could book a table in advance, bro. Mm. The line was out the door, wrapped around the Wells Fargo Center. Like that's you the get line. In the line was crazy. It might be just you two in the line. <laughs> you was in the loin and you was waiting hours for that loin. We booked tables. They got we had our own entrance. We came through. You know, you pay so much money, they give you like two hundred dollars for the table to spend on food and drinks and stuff like that. And um wait, they give you two hundred dollars. So like it was a table, for example, it was a table of six that we had, me and a few of my friends. And then our other friends booked the table right behind us, and another group of friends booked the table next to us. So we were all sitting together. Okay. It was like $45 per person, but you get $200 per table, and you could spend that $200 on food, drinks, shots, whatever you want to do. Sluts. Hut whores. Horse. They was giving they brought whores on a platter like this. <laughs> Who ordered the whore? <laughs> me. Um... Now they bring you stuff out and you can order as much as you want. Obviously, if you go over the two hundred dollars, they put it on your tab. But you know, order like six or seven beers in the beginning, a couple shots, plates of wings for the game. That John was crazy, bro. Like that, I have never experienced like a like when they say the Phillies 
be rocking like that shit was crazy everybody just happy buying people shots and drinks Caucasoids like, was out yeah and then like it was mad others too like I wasn't alone <laughs> it was like a sprinkle of Puerto Ricans and black people in that joint too we was all just having a good time mm-hmm. but any if, Middle Easterners I didn't see any but um what about um <laughs> just don't go through every ethnicity babe <laughs> Ukrainians <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? New Zealanders? Nah, it was just crazy, bro. Like, y'all really got to book a table. I- I'm serious. Book a table at one of them Canadians? spots. <laughs> Jake? <laughs> book, a- Drake. book a table at one of those Aubrey spots. Drake? And just watch the game, bro. It was well worth it, man. Yeah. Well worth it. Mama. But nevertheless, that was my week. Um, Great. Go Phils. Go Phils. Dave, what we got? What we got on the on the ones and twos? What um, we got, what we got on the one, I wanna uh I wanna talk to the people about something that I find truly fascinating today. Can I do that? Go ahead. What's this face? I know where this is going. <laughs> you don't know nothing, dude. Go ahead and start speaking. I'm gonna tell you if I know where this is going. <laughs> All right. What's Human fa- cloning. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was fascinated by human cloning. Um, no, what I wanted to what I wanted to ask y'all was: Have y'all seen a show on HBO Max called Naked Attraction? Dad, have you seen the show? No, but this sounds hilarious. Benny, have you seen the show? I haven't. Alex, no. Alex can't watch because. Oh yeah, I got boobies. <laughs> Not allowed. I think he's gonna tell him he can't watch. Yeah. Close your eyes. <laughs> um. Okay. The, so I, then it, it's up to me to to guide the guide y'all to the light. So I seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I know what the okay. So you seen the trailer? The yeah, basis of the show is all right. So, but for those for, who haven't, for those who don't know, as Deb would say. Um, there's a show on HBO Max that's called Naked Attraction. Okay. And it's picking up some steam. Ooh. Firstly, <laughs> first, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's steamy in here. <laughs> Firstly, uh, there's six seasons of it, which is kind of nuts. Damn. Um, I thought it was like a new show, you know, popping onto the scene, new a new thing. But no, it's been out. It's a it's a UK based show. A UK and so okay. it's a bunch of blindies and um and blokes and blokes and stuff, <laughs> lads. <laughs> um, but it's a UK based show. I don't know where it was aired originally. Whatever. I guess HBO maybe bought the rights. But the concept is so interesting that I wanted to share. I wanted to bring it to y'all and kind of talk through, you know, okay, the different features of it. Let's get it. Um, but the gist of it is, you got six contestants. They're behind these. Uh, glass doors and then Dev stop doing extra stuff I'm just counting the six on my hand <laughs> then he's not gonna even have the camera on me he's gonna turn it to you when you explain it trust your editor it's yeah. distracting when you do all that stupid I stuff I can't even see your eyes with count. them dumb glasses on yeah them Jones are definitely distracting right now that's not true and they they got uh, finger smudges on it too like <laughs> alright let's chubby hands yo I'm about to click out on y'all handles his glasses like this yo that's not a thing you're not doing that (laughs) y'all keep it up I'm gonna click out (laughs) so listen six contestants they're behind like a glass thing they bring in a person who is interested in dating one of these people and then the premise of the show is you get to see the person fully naked okay and decide Based on the, just what you see physical appearance wise and a brief introduction, 
who you want to take out on a date. Based off a of pipe? Based off of n- nakedness. Is naked attraction. Mm. So they the, the show, and then before y'all, you decide who you're going to go on a date with, you then have to take your clothes off. And they got to figure out. And they out see it. you naked, and then he's like, okay, if there's a, is there an attraction? Is there a connection? Do we want to go on a date, yay or nay? Right? So the way it starts out is like, let's say somebody's there. They're, they're interested. They got a row of people. The host says, all right, show the bottom half first. Then she'll say, show the middle towards the, like the middle of their body. Then she'll say, show their face. And then the last one is say some words. Like they want you to show your personality to like say something. They should have a prompt for you to answer. Then after that, the person who's interested in dating takes off their clothes. And then they pick as you're going through each round, the person's knocking off people that they, they're not attracted to. Mm. Um, it's not just like stereotypical you know, binary stuff, boy, male, female. It's like there's gay folks on there. Okay. There's trans folks on there. Okay. So it's, it's inclusive. Everybody. Everybody's included. Um, okay. But the first episode was this John. She was like a producer. She makes UK beats. I don't know what UK beats sound like. <laughs> what? It's probably drill beats. It's drill beats, dude. Oh. Yeah, big man tanks don't come on me. Sometimes I'm on the pause. Hey, yo, yeah, I, I don't know what that was. I paused that joint. I paused that joint. Things and come on me. I paused that joint. Sounded crazy. In it, in it, <laughs> in it. <laughs> so the the lady, she's a producer for Top Boy <laughs> for Central um, C. Cinch. <laughs> and then, uh, so she goes and she wants. She she's got six guys that she's she's looking at dating. Okay. Um. So the ladies, I'm watching this. I turn this on, right? I'm like, what is this? I have no clue what this is. Jesse, uh, he, I had no clue. I definitely watched the trailer before. Put no, it was on like the top ten. <laughs> you want to compare pipe? It was like <laughs> it was like on the HBO top ten, John. So I'm like, all right, what's this naked attraction? So I put it on. The lady's like, all right, you are you ready to see your guys? She's like, yes. She's like, all right, show the bottom halves. The glasses roll up. All pipes. <laughs> they don't blank out the pipes with like an emoji. No, it's pure. Is is actual nudity? It's hey, pure pipe. Hey. Pure pipage. <laughs> this book. Heavens. How was you looking? I turned it off. <laughs> I had to like compo- compose myself. Like, yo, what's going on right now? It was just, it was just too much raw pipage. <laughs> to, to, it, it was too many glizzies at once. Okay. Um, so How'd I, that make you feel? It, it was just, it was just like I, I didn't know. I wasn't prepared is what I would say. Okay, you wasn't prepared for pipe. Yeah, so then I'm like, all right, hold up. Let me give it another chance. <laughs> Let me start from the beginning. <laughs> run it back. <laughs> Let's run this back. I didn't run it back. <laughs> he went to the girl episode. <laughs> I didn't run it back. Chossie but I did, I did go back to it. I'm like, all right, let me give this a shot. I didn't run it back, but I ran it back. <laughs> so then, so then, listen, let me, let me finish out. So then, you know, she goes around, she starts judging everybody pipe. That's crazy. She's she like, oh, a, that one's a nice size. She took a ruler and stuff like that. This one boy had like an elephant tattoo around his his pelvic area with like this the snout is the is the pipe. Right. Okay. That's um, a bold move. The elephant trunk I meant snout. Uh <laughs> what else? Yeah, so then she's like, Oh, I like his stance. Oh, look, he he jiggled his balls. It's all this craziness going on. So then the lady's like, all right, so they show their torso. 
So then this one boy got like abs and a six pack. This one boy's all flabby. This one boy got like a little belly. Uh, you know, tattoos, hairy chest or not hairy chest. Like she's evaluating all this stuff. Then they pull up to the face and she's like eliminating the people she don't like. She said the one boy got a weird stance. It was some some Indian boy. He was like, we're going to IT or something like that. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> not with the drill beat producer. Was she bad? Um, yeah, she was. She was cute. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not not my type. All she right. wasn't like ugly. So then they showed the face. So then they showed the face, and then she's like, "Okay, I like so and so." Blah blah blah. This one boy, yo, he had a um a prosthetic leg. <laughs> what you thought I was gonna say? <laughs> because you pointed down here, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> he had a prosthetic pipe. <laughs> this one boy had a prosthetic leg. Which leg? Which is third leg? <laughs> yo, yeah. Y'all are tripping right now Come on man So this one boy had a prosthetic leg She kicked him out because his stance was weird No she picked picked him She picked the prosthetic leg boy Yeah Dang boy was a pirate That's crazy (laughs) Shiver me timbers Oh tally ho (laughs) The pipe pipe is calling That's crazy Um, Alright so she picked prosthetic leg boy So then yeah she So then she got her final two And then she has to go take off her clothes Mm. And they're like oh yeah Like she got a nice bum UK people talking is hilarious She said she got a nice bum Yeah she kicked off one ball Because she said he's a bit of a lad and the ball was tight when she said that. I was like, well, I guess that's a slur in, in the UK. Lad is like a young boy. Like, Alex is a lad. Nah, I think it's more like a bro. Yeah. How you know? Like you're a douche. I know. You're, you're a real care. douche. How you know? I Europe. <laughs> Backpack through Europe. <laughs> back, uh, this is your time. <laughs> you did not backpack through Europe. Put your microphone down. I like barely you. backpacked through through Frankfurt. <laughs> All right, so, she, so, the, so they have to talk too, right? Right. All right. So she hears the prosthetic boy leg talk. Yeah, she hears their voice or whatever. So basically, the point I'm trying to get at. Did he pick her back? Huh? Did he pick her because he has. Yeah, this- he, he liked her and they went on a date. And what happened? Love at first sight or is it. Is it- they, they continue dating. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because then they'll, the way they round it out is like you go on a date and they show footage from the first date. And then they do like a three weeks later thing. Okay. And they come back and say, oh, yeah, we're still dating, blah, blah, blah. She or, had a prosthetic leg, too, <laughs> after three back. weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to match his energy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> to give yourself a prosthetic <laughs> We're both a bit of a lads now. <laughs> Isn't it? Um... So yeah, that, right. that's basically how the okay. gist of it. But what I wanted to tell y'all was to, to round out this topic. That's a crazy show idea. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. First of all, it's nuts. No pun intended. <laughs> because to see, and then you know, there's other. Like I said, the next John is like a dude, and there's all these Johns. Uh huh. Chubby Johns, skinny Johns. You know, Johns with long hair, Johns with short hair, Johns with nipple hair. piercings, vaginal piercings. How many vaginal? <laughs> Vaginal piercings Vaginal Prosthetic arms <laughs> um, Prosthetic arms Prosthetic teeth Prosthetic photo booths <laughs> um, Yo for Benny's John When they showed his face He'll just be holding up With a mustache like <laughs> <laughs> And for Alex John He got a money bag On his face <laughs> He got Crazy! I just got a prosthetic money bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
firstly, it's just it's just a wild idea that you would get naked for a show like this, like a game show, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nuts. The other thing, though, that I think is crazy is the concept itself is kind of interesting when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because what I noticed is, and the host kind of says it, like, you know, when you're dating somebody, part of what your persona that you're showing is, one, you're going into that with a plan in that date. So you're trying to show, you know, quote unquote, put your best foot forward. So you put on your best lay. You know what I mean? You take your nicest shower. Your best leg. You get you get your, your, your freshest cut. You put on your best prosthetic leg. <laughs> but no, like, take the prosthetic leg ball, right? Yeah. He could go on a date, long pants, she won't even know. Yeah. she yeah. just see a sneaker and some pants. Right. You know what I mean? So that's like a that's thing. That's why I always tell a John to wear shorts on the first date. So you could check for the prost- <laughs> a prosthetic leg check? <laughs> Cup check. Um, we going to the, we going to go play But ball. no, think about it. Like, <laughs> like, this show really makes you literally and figuratively stripped down. Yeah. So you can't hide behind your clothes. You can't hide behind the persona you try to bring into a first date. So I think that, from a conceptual standpoint, is really interesting. That like, it kind of pulls down all those bar- those uh, barriers and makes you really vulnerable. Um, and then this idea that like you kind of get that out the way first, right? Right, because everybody goes into dating when you're looking for somebody. It's like, am I attracted to them? So you're trying to judge, like, you know, seeing them in a certain outfit, you're like, okay, do they do I mess with their body? Do I like their teeth, their smile? And it was interesting to see her just eliminate people based on like their feet and and pelvis. And stance. Right, and stance and stuff like that. Like she's like, Oh, why do you want to eliminate him? She was like, Oh, like he he just stands funny. Okay. So it's like you can't judge but then when you get it so then she like liked a certain bull, right? And then they get up to the face, and she did pull the jaw up. Boy, don't got no cut. He looked all nutty in the face, like not in a, a handsome guy. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like you could judge somebody off of their body, but if you see their face, and then I I realized, wow, so much of what we find attractive of the person is like in their face. It doesn't have nothing to do with their body. I've been saying that. Yeah, you definitely. Have I've been saying that. that, right? I mean, you have to say that because of the type of bodies that you be looking for. Top boy, toothpicks. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm cooling. Not Benny saying toothpicks. Yeah, I'm playing for the boot sticks. <laughs> for the boot sticks. Um, but no, like you know, it's, it's. I've realized, wow, so much of attractiveness is in the face. It's in the smile. Let me exercise eyes, stuff like that. Because when you just look at some, like when you do it that way, and you see just like their body from yeah. the neck down. It's like it's only but so much you can see. So, in a, but in a, in a way though, this is a cool show because every other show has dealt with like love is blind. Like, let's just hear you talk and then talk right. about yourself. You have the Bachelor, where it's like you get to meet them, but like you never see them naked. You only see them when you go you know, on a, on a first date or something like that. So, like this show gets the most awkward thing out the way first, right? Which is let's see, uh, let's see them boobies, right. <laughs> let's see them, let me see them things, right? Right, gets that out of the way first, which in, in theory is a good idea. My thing is though is like I don't like like I was gonna ask you was she forced to eliminate somebody after every round? Yeah. So you have to. So the first part they show is your is all the way up to your pipe, or they just show like your legs and your feet. No, all the way up to your pipe. The fir- the very first thing as right. soon as the show And then starts. I'm like, what if you get eliminated because of your pipe? It's embarrassing. That's probably That's what people crazy. People be eliminated. She, she didn't eliminate anybody because of pipe time. She wasn't uh, like she- one of the other episodes I saw. Somebody did get eliminated because they had a little, little gap. That's crazy. Little Schmeagle. <laughs> little little schmeagol. Like they'll say, like, yeah, it's, it's the, the penis is not quite my thing. <laughs> That's crazy. 
<laughs> How many of these episodes you watched? Six seasons. <laughs> you finished the season? No. I'm just, <laughs> I was about to say. He said, I started this yesterday. <laughs> I watched all six seasons. <laughs> no, no. I just watched like a few episodes. That's crazy. No, nah, man. But I, I mean, I appreciate it, man. Could you do it? That's the question. Could you go on Naked Attraction, Dev? And let's be let's be real. Like being a being being a contestant or being the person who picks. Either, either way, one. Either way. Because you're gonna have to naked. get naked regardless. Yeah. yeah. I'll say this. I'll go on, but the room need to be warm. So <laughs> <laughs> no shrinkage. I need over it to here. be like seventy <laughs> between seventy and eighty degrees. Right. Take the AC out. <laughs> yeah. No central air. It can't be in the stew. Not this stew. Yo, this stew is a it's a mud pit right now. Let's talk. Joe's Antarctica down here. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Not Antarctica. Is it hot for real? Yeah, my underarms. Mucho sweat time right now. Man. Well, you do hot? got a hoodie. I'm chilling, but personally, I'm muted. <laughs> <laughs> Alex' temperature is muted. I said for you. I'll be sitting in front of the lights though. You feel me? <laughs> nah, but I think I, I probably would. I probably would. I would never. I probably would. <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Because if I get eliminated because of my pipe, I'm swinging on everybody. <laughs> With what? With Zangief. Like, he's going to do the, the spinning circle punch, John. Benny going to be so mad. <laughs> do they show the... All right. When they eliminate you because of, like, your bottom half, do they show your face yeah, afterwards? Yeah. They say, all right, that's, come on out. That's and messed up. And then they... Down naked? <laughs> yeah. Damn. And, like, you, you hug him and be like, hey, nice meeting you. Naked? Yeah. And she got clothes on. Mm-hmm. This show is crazy, yo. <laughs> this show is crazy. Nice meeting you. <laughs> Sorry, my dick little. <laughs> and llama. So Benny says no. Why not, Benny? Because you don't want to get eliminated because of your pipe? Yeah, bro. Ain't no way. Yeah, when you get eliminated, the host calls you down. And she they she announces what you, like, who you are, what your name is, and what you do for a living. And then she says, you know, would you have dated so-and-so? And then the contestant will say, oh, yeah, I would have definitely take, went on, on a date with them. Would you go So if Benny If Benny goes there She'd be like and This is Benny He's 29 years old And he's a bed creator <laughs> Slash photo booth manager <laughs> a Photo th- booth philanthropist <laughs> And then she'd be like Benny would you have taken This person on a date And he would go And llama <laughs> And walk off Naked Followed by his, his cats <laughs> It's just Six of them Joneses Walking behind me <laughs> But yeah, I would do it. I just needed the room to be warm. That's it. Alex, would you do this, John? Absolutely not. Why not, Alex? We're not muting you. We want to hear it. I'm just on Benny's side. Like I'm not about to be uh, called out like that. But what if <laughs> called out? But what if they feeling you though? What if she like she like yeah like I'm cool with it. Like yeah, no, I, I need that. I just can't be naked on like a television show. Yeah, that's bro. crazy. That'd be wild. Y'all are some cowards, yo. yo Don't say right my that genre. I'm right out. Pipe out. <laughs> Dick up. Hey. Dick up. Dick up. I'm in that joint helicopter and all. Dick up, boys. You dumb boy. I'm going to go like this with my man. I'm going to eliminate that dumpy one there. <laughs> Let's go to the upper half. Him. <laughs> See what? They're going to eliminate me off my silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eliminate the guy behind two glasses. <laughs> Double sheeted glass. That's crazy. The bulletproof glass. 
eliminate war right there. <laughs> Off the silhouette is crazy. The host didn't even get to talk. <laughs> Before you continue, two. <laughs> eliminate number two, please. <laughs> number two, come on out. <laughs> He's the owner of my 600-pound wedgie. <laughs> the front desk manager. Imagine Dave walking out. With a front desk. <laughs> I ain't like you anyway. Stupid. Yo, that's funny. Did anybody ever... I would, I, if, if I got eliminated, I would roast the person who was... That was what I was going to say. Did anybody ever get really mad on one of the episodes? Nah, some people would be like, she wasn't my type anyway. Mm. You know, in, in the little post-game interview, John. Like, butthurt. That's easy to say once you lost. I guess. Some of these people was ugly, though. Super ugly. Because I guess you can only get but so many people who would be willing to go on a show. Yeah. That's funny, too. When they start capping, like... They they reveal who the person is and they come down and they be like oh wow she's gorgeous and I'm like that's not, that's the ugliest John I've <laughs> buck tooth and everything told you there's some objectively ugly people in this world yeah, yeah I believe that has that did anybody say no when they came out and saw the the person that picked them yes naked yeah yeah like don't want to go on a date with them even though they got chosen that's messed up that's a quick episode yeah <laughs> it be that way though that's crazy. That's, I mean, but I guess you can't you, be... You, you got to be physically attracted to somebody. You can't be willing to pass judgment yeah. against somebody if you're not ready to, you know, yeah. take it back. And, and you know, you got to you gotta be willing to be vulnerable, too. Like, I think that's part of the lesson of the show. Yeah. You do got to be vulnerable. You gotta I, I like confidence. this. I like A lot idea. of people make it off confidence. A lot of people advance every round because they just show confidence with their body, their posture. Yeah, I would stand like this. <laughs> Some of them, they make them do... They'd be like, oh, do a dance. And then they start dancing. What you would do? Naked, um, dance. Yeah. <laughs> the Gundam style. <laughs> the Gundam style. I would do the Gundam style dance. Dave, is, Dave would be turned around in a chair sitting backwards for his job. <laughs> like, what is that pile of laundry on the chair there? <laughs> Damn, why gotta be a pile of laundry? He caught you all pencils. <laughs> I see some hope is sucio on the chair. <laughs> That's not even a London accent. <laughs> Yo, They're gonna be mad when the shape of a photo booth is behind the uh, glass. <laughs> That's when Benny goes to the show. <laughs> they didn't even. Box. They didn't even dance. A silhouette of a box. <laughs> pile of laundry. That's crazy. A pile of laundry. <laughs> can't have snide laughter <laughs> muted you right up mute up Alex <laughs> yo a pile of laundry is hilarious but a photo booth is also why would, you, why would he be a photo booth <laughs> right that made no sense <laughs> door number four you're eliminated a photo booth walk out just flashing at each step with a jaw like this <laughs> he's a false mustache creator <laughs> Holds the records for biggest googly glasses. <laughs> Big sunglasses that you gotta wear. Y'all should watch it. Anybody listening, watching on YouTube, check out Naked Attraction. It's a pretty interesting show. That sounds, um, that sounds fun. Yeah, I would say give it a swing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. Nah, definitely give, we'll definitely give it a, a watch. Um, speaking of giving something to watch, fellas, uh-huh. this week... Let me know. Please tell me y'all saw the BET Cyphers or the BET Hip Hop Awards. 
that usually involve the BET ciphers. Then uh, Fat Joe host that joint this year. I don't know who hosted. Yeah, I think he did. Keep it a bean. I think he did. I didn't see it. I saw tweets and stuff about it or X's or whatever. I mean, what is? Sorry, that was it's a commercial because it's on YouTube. Uh-huh. But the BET cipher this year. So, for those who don't know, uh, BET cipher is basically every year BET Hip Hop Awards uh, brings on different rappers different producers and they just you know have a cypher cypher is basically when a couple rappers get in a circle and just freestyle or just rap so me and Dave used to be big fans of it when we were younger they had great artists Eminem was on there um, Dave and I Eminem was on there Most Def Black Thought Nicki Minaj Kendrick was on there Ice Cube like a bunch of great rappers mm-hmm. were on the BET cypher a mix of like legends and yeah. the current artists So, but as time went on and as these ciphers got a little bit, it was a it was a big thing, Dev. It was. I mean, I have I didn't see this year, which might say something, because I wasn't interested, nor did I hear any hubbub about it. And the past few years, it feels like it's gotten progressively worse. I know they've done some like regional things. They've tried to incorporate more of the newer artists, and they really can't rap that well. Okay, and this They're is not built for ciphers. Exa- exactly um, what I want to get into. But when it first came out. That was must-see TV if you was a hip-hop artist. Yes. Every year you was tuning in, like, who are they going to bring? Because it was such an interesting thing. Like, who's the next legendary person that's going to do, like, the freestyle of the year kind of thing? who was good, right? Who would fry it? It, it. Was, it was something you was... It was very similar to what a lot of people felt with the verses. Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to do the next verses? That anticipation, that excitement, that was what the BET ciphers were. Right. But I don't think it's that anymore. So, listen. So, they tried to bring back a little fire this year. You were talking mm-hmm. about... Versus just now Right So they tried to do that This year with the BT Cypher So what they had This year was They had Benny's favorite producer Swiss mm-hmm. Beats Get on Wow And then they had David's favorite producer Timbo Get on mm-hmm. And they kind of Battled each other So what they did Is Swiss Beats Got on first He took four people From his label And they rapped Over beats That he created And then You know They did their thing, whatever. Then so, what you telling me? All four beats were the same. <laughs> we gonna get into that. Let's hear it, <laughs> Dave. This is this could be a good time to hear if Benny's right. Once we hear these four beats from Swiss Beats. Yeah, I don't know. The pile of laundry is gonna sit out on this one. <laughs> I'm gonna let the expert over here. <laughs> a pile of laundry. A pile of laundry has no good <laughs> oh, opinions. And then after they went. <laughs> Timbo went on mm-hmm. and had like three three ladies who were you know pretty good and then Bun B go on and do their rap ciphers to his beats. So this was the first time in a while that they had like legendary producers battle each so other. So Bun B was the most notable artist in in in, like, in Timbo's John, yeah. What about on Swiss's side? Any notable artists? Cassidy. Cassidy rapped? Scarred Lip rapped the John that we talked about on okay. here. And the boy Simba, remember the boy Simba? Oh that- yeah, Simba. Okay, th- those are good artists though. Yeah, Simba's nice. Yeah, but all right, so we we in agreement. We like these artists. And then on Timbaland's side, you said it was girls and Lola, Lady Brooklyn or something like that. Lola Brooke. Lola Brooke. Uh huh. Lady something. Her name is like Lady something. Another John who I I couldn't tell you her name. It was like too close or something. Okay. And then Bun B, on Timbo's side. Okay. okay. I know who Lola Brooke is. So let's get into it real quick. I'm gonna start off with the Swiss B side of things. Okay. Let's listen to it. The first boy. All right, I'm not gonna have an opinion. I'm gonna just let y'all Ladies listen. Ladies and gentlemen, to it. I go by the name of Swiss Beats, and tonight we doing a special with me and my brother Timberland. We doing a cipher that you've never ever seen before. 
BET is celebrating the producers. So right. Tim got his beats going. Uh-huh. I got my beats going. He got his team going. Uh-huh. I got live. my team was, going. No, no, We're no, going to bring like to the stage my brother Foggy. Yo, drop the beat and let's get to it. So he brings on this boy named Foggy. Okay. This beat the tough. Frog is in the building. Frog? Frog. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Tell him what it is, King. Rap game rhythm more than I give you 26 bars like I'm playing Portis and I don't do no freestyle. I just give you the mortgage because you cannot afford it. You had the game distorted, I was never in orbit. Not in your league or your tour is gonna Someone's born for this, some learning in rehearsal. You be in rehearsal doing nothing with Y'all want me to skip to the next one? Being on my you be swerving and reversing. You and all your y'all be snitching and conversing. Your girl, she saw my face, she said he's pretty in person. Talk about the hottest of cars, rise of bars. Y'all not who y'all say y'all are. It's like, what's it all? Yeah, is he actively falling asleep? Nah, I think he, I think he just got all his teeth done. I think he got a, a whole set of new teeth, so he it's, can't talk. The way it. he rap, it sounds like he's slowly falling to sleep, <laughs> like losing. Uh, he just he rapped like he got too many teeth in his mouth. I feel I like there's not enough thing. space for words to come out. So he's like, I say, chewing on rocks. What do you think, Paolo? That's a funny one, Paolo Laundry. <laughs> I got my man Pile of laundry About the rap <laughs> Tell him what you want King This be Dave <laughs> <laughs> They call me Pile of laundry You know I got it on me Everything long be Ties smell like Taunty <laughs> Dryer sheets on me Salmonize <laughs> Alright let's go back to Foggy This beat is tough I like this beat though Yeah the beat is super chill But Foggy Skip it <laughs> You know Here's to the bars For your ass right. Like Kerry Kittle Simba's coming I got right a TV this. on my watch Like on Gary Giggle By the pressure wind Gary Only Giggles. in really seconds Yeah <laughs> He's so That's my boy Foggy yeah. Now we gonna get into The Simba's out Let's go It don't sound like The same beat to me Dan So we gotta play that one Okay. This beat is not tough, yo. Okay. <laughs> keep it up, beat. This one is not tough, yo. Hey, this money moving faster than fame that's on the fam. These chains got the world trying to figure out who I am. I'm Southwest Sim. I took the labels and vans. Smooth grams, got bands, but I just rap at the moment. I got 40 on my neck. I be flossing and rarely posting because I'm not into provoking my people who at their lowest. Okay. I know how I feel to be hopeless and lose focus. Still late on your last notice and you about to be homeless. Hey, Swiss, got to keep my head on the swirl. These boys killing for girl. Hey, give a brother a gun and rob a bank. But if you give him a bank, he'll rob the world. Been the wolf on Wall Street Couldn't stand a day with the lion off Lone Tree Bay boy, I just rap like I'm from Broad Street Bully with bars, fully in cars Light up the cigars, we do it large That boy name is Simba, get used to it, you heard? He's definitely dropped better freestyles than that Yeah, I mean, that was pretty, that pretty midi Philly in the building, though That was midi chlorine we here This beat sound the same for BT My headphones is on fire this time around, Cass Yeah yeah. Jesus! Look, 
Swiss. I was on BET when Tigger was in the basement eating off his mom EBT. I had the hood checking for me like a PPP. Back when Smack held the camera for his DVD. I ain't trying to get my brag on, but I learned a lot from the locks. X drag on the EVE. I legally sell loud in CBD. He is not talking us up. At least we got a full BG. I'm getting older, but I'm on point. CP3. This PPV, not free TV, we could be ET. I've been around for a long time. Outside of 106 o'clock, I remember the long lines. I had a song sign back when AJ and Free was hosting. Dropped my battle with Free and got free promotion. I'm not stopping, I got dreams. I went gold, so records you can hold, plus I got streams. Bars. That was underwhelming, That's too. That's a little right there. That Cash was a, wasn't bad, though. That was a yeah, little was underwhelming. Better. He was the best of the three so far. So far, yeah. Okay. Is that it? Scarlet, you want to hear Scarlet? Or you want me to go to Timbo's, John? Yeah, play a little bit of Scarlet. We we're already here. Now we're going to jump to the Bronx. We're Sky. Yo, this beat tough. This beat is actually tough, though. Oh, so these are all beats you already made. Yeah, this, take, this is Swiss beats. Beat. Oh, I thought it was like new beats. Damn, I'm late to the party. Last woman to arrive, I couldn't wait to be talking. They see Scarlet going up and now they facing beside me. I know dude just for a diamond for the eighth to his body. They tried to broadcast, but the camera didn't work. Wanna be an MC, but the hammer didn't work. Caught him on the late night, he tried to put it in reverse. And they caught his people lacking, so he, yo, a diamond's ridiculous. And it come with a bling. And I go buck wild on anyone that you bring. And my pole don't propose, but it come with a ring. And my name ring bells, and it will come with a ding. Will I'm good with that. <laughs> Y'all get off that. My name ring bells and it come with a ding. <laughs> let, that, let that sink. Yeah. <laughs> I come with a ding too. <laughs> Yo, P.O.L. is hilarious over here, bro. <laughs> Yo, don't give me an acronym. P.O.L. <laughs> Alright, so that was that's And the- my cycle is done And it come with a ding <laughs> <laughs> So pretty average Yeah Pretty average, right? Like nothing really stood out Last beat was fire I give him that So then so then Timbo comes on Most people have no clue that It's in- not Timbo B It's a, it's a That's an ad for that's John, a- John Mastriano For State Senate <laughs> <laughs> Do you agree? It makes um, hold on, hold on. Let's go, let's let's go ahead. I'm, uh, go ahead. let's take a second to break that down. It's garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And, and all, well, firstly, it just it wasn't up to par. Not at in all. In terms of BET ciphers, not at all. Um, of the people that rapped, Cassidy was was probably the best one. But mm-hmm. even that, I mean, Cassidy has done so many better mm-hmm. freestyles mm-hmm. versus. Um, Simba was definitely underwhelming, and I like him. I think he's a good rapper. Simba is good. Um, I'm not the big. I'm not so big on Scarlet, but I don't. I don't see it personally. Um, I feel like she's good. It's just I don't know what that was. Yeah, she says so many people want to be MCs, but they don't come with the hammer. Right, MC Hammer. That was tough. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was Mitty Glorians. That's a fact. Right. That was Nicki Midnight. And then the first bull, I didn't even know he rapped. <laughs> it sounded like he was sleepwalking. Yeah, boy, the first boy, Foggy, is foggy. <laughs> it's getting foggy in here. All right, so let's. So that's so now we switch to Timbaland. Now we now we at Timbo's part, right? Now you know Timbo got the better beats already. So I, I'm just gonna skip to the first person that raps. It's it, Timbo got three Johns: Lola, Lady London, Gloss Up, and then Bun B, the bull. Okay. All right. Now you know these Timbo beats about to go crazy. All right, here we go. It's, 
gotta, you gotta stay on this beat. You gotta do good on this beat. Get it away, I be. First, get it up in NYC. Please don't burn your grits to a chief. I don't eat red meat when we can if it's beef. Don't get used to feel lit. See the chains that's around my neck. It was a gift. Pound on my neck. City on my with JFK to UK. They catch a lift. I don't need licks to get active base. They can turn dick in the active stage. They gotta listen with the captain says. If I could kill with a ball, I'ma rap for days. The grind to me was never in them. Talk too fast, it could have been them. Snakes fire in the venom. Michael Mary can't save you, look right through denim. You said you fly, well, I'm fleeing. That's on me, they don't play about me. I ain't never been scared to walk without a leash. Don't too tough to get attacked by a fleet. Oh, page you, sis. Playing too much, miss. I was on stage while you was in the disc. Don't come around me with that lazy shit. Huh? Hit the uh, pack the Mac. Had to hit him with the Draco back to back. Set the medical bill for the aftermath. Cause you know I ain't having that. Nah. Okay. Huh. But now that that's over, could've wrapped this beat till it was over. Uh, I ain't even got a show. I'm gonna do it. Hey. Mm. Oh, she did it again. <laughs> Alright, Tempo's beat was better than Tempo's beat's beat. Boy. Right, this beat is better than this beat is better than yeah, you know what's up. Let's this get beat it. Is a cheap and this joint is this joint is bad. Top five bitch wearing top five shit. I mean a top five, top five list fly shit. Get a grip. Do not buy drip. Be sick when I slide through. Pick by pick, of course. I am not taking the loss. Shit that I make in a day is a flaw. Uh, every day I'm a boss. You, they call you mistake that shit off. You ride Peter just to settle with Paul. I ride Peter for a leather and four with feathers and all. I've been on my pedestal, dog. I strip away at every level and get better with God. But how many times will I make this beat mine? Phone ringing 17 times. I know singing every line. My flow, listen, everything shine, lady. What? Mama. Lady who? Stop back my lady new made a 100k rap in the back of Mercedes Coops. <laughs> it's true. Mismanaged. Look at my wrist bandage. White diamonds. Clucks clannish. No mileage. Top on the truck vanish. Uh, and you know I does damage. Ooh, difference to me and you. Cause I don't got a flex for the dudes. I don't have She's sex for the too. shoes. And I wear my Rolex in the pool and do did. I think when I'm moving, huh? I don't want to link like a Cuban shit. Papa, don't go out sick. I met you in the same fit as your profile pic. Lady what? Lady who? Come on. Let's get it. She low key bodied that drum though, but she did. First one. She said her diamonds are. Timbo is way better than This is three flawless beats right here. These beats are undefeated. This joint is garbage. I I'm good off of this choice. Yeah. You can fast forward to uh, Bun, Bun B. Um, yeah, gloss up was corn. I was going to say this earlier, too, about Scarlet. Yo, you, if you're a professional rapper, you can't run out of breath on a performance. <laughs> What's your breath control like? Maybe she just, maybe that was a part of her bar. Maybe she was just like. No, she definitely, <laughs> it seemed like she had words to say and she just took a pause and then picked up on the next, the start of the next bar. That's true. You be running out of breath, too, though. No, I don't. Follow Lord, as many as that. many top five freestyles I've done. <laughs> no, that's facts. He definitely be he be running. I give it to him. My breath control crazy. <laughs> he be running. <laughs> Damn, I'm about to click out on you. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, let's play the last one. Bun B. Let's hear this next beat. Four for four. <laughs> that's a windy special. Hey, BT. 
get some, you know what I'm saying? Right. Back like I never left, but why was I supposed to? The trillist OG, the one you can't get close to. Don't make me expose you, cause I'm nothing to sneeze at, but I can still wipe your nose too. Straight out of Port Arthur, the land where they trill at, where you can get more than your crawfish peel back. Been repping the Lone Star State and it's still that, so I don't really care how you feel, you gotta feel that. Since 92, I've been too hard to swallow. Repping super tight, don't beg and don't borrow. I was riding dirty while chasing the dirty money. I'm an underground king, can't take nothing from me. RIP to the pimp, you can see in my eyes that I still miss my brother every day that I rise. But it's UGK for life till I get to the gate. So we'll get you a trail burger when you get to the H. I get you straight. Hey. That wasn't bad. That beat saved him, though. That beat definitely saved him. But I feel like he shouldn't have tried to fit in the pocket of it, but it is what it is. It was all right, though. Right. Yeah. So I think the second joint did the best. What's whatever her name was? Yeah. She was bad, too. Lady London. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't like her too much. She 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 was flying on that beat though. She was yeah. The first John, the first John was all right. She she wasn't convincing. Lola Lola Brooks or whatever her name is. Yeah, she, she kept orgasming on the uh, mic. She, like, uh, she was uh, rhyming, but it was no context. Yeah, like, she was rhyming, but I wasn't. It wasn't feeling it. She she still got a flow though. Her flow was crazy on that John. But again, when you get a Timberland beat. It's he makes it difficult for you to not be good on it. Like you can get up there and say nonsense, and they'd be like, "Yo, this is the toughest thing I ever heard in my life." <laughs> it's just his beats are that good. But so I bring this up to you guys because mm-hmm. you hear this right. Overall, I was underwhelmed. Underwhelmed, right? Yeah, You're very underwhelmed. Like David said at the beginning of the segment, BT ciphers used to be something that you used to look forward to. It used to be something that you was like, Yo. and the rapper used to bring their a verse, bro. You wasn't bringing garbage you unless you was MGK. You, <laughs> he did. He did bring garbage, and then the people who brought garbage, they were still better than all of these people that just rapped. So here goes. Here goes. Here goes. Um, my John that yeah, I want. even the boy that the the boy that rapped in African after Wale. <laughs> it's better than them. Yeah. <laughs> right. But this is what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> DJ Premier on the beat. Most deaf. Black Thought. Eminem. Used to rap to this beat. Um, most thought. Most deaf. Black Thought. Eminem. Yo. For sinners, saints, and scramblers, and gamblers, and dirty money handlers, dignitaries, and champions, narcotic traffickers, talented number runners, and racketers, stars, and stage page, and camera slang swingers, and swaggers, double barrels, and damages, automatics, and miracles, Europe, Asia, and Africa, all the time in America, Atlantic, Ashland, Albemarle, the Albany, Bridge in the Baltic, Bedford Ave, Bergen Street, Clinton, the Cabin, Church Ave, the Clad, and Road, the Central Avenue, Cooper House, Cypress, and Live from Bedford, Cyprus, the Live is high flying, it's Pilot bombardier from Pirate Station live and direct Medina master mindset The can lock mindset And I lock off Cool Peace what to happened? the nation Of the gods and the earth And the sun, moon, and stars Furthermore, born knowledge go hard Like, like what happened? Like, <laughs> <gonna be> like <laughs> And we didn't even get to the best part of this cipher <laughs> Yeah Right? What happened? Let me uh, yeah, yeah. From Alpha yeah. Philly Remix Rising the bottom of the flames Like a phoenix Training and carry the weight of my brain like a genius Knowing I'm so in seas, let's see who summons the greenest If I said it, I mean it and did it because I need it Eat, sleep it and beat it, write it down and then read it Ask for to the cement, the trash talk is deleted Blast off, I lay your mouth like a tempur Black door, I told you I'm a winner, bitch, the leaders us, son Under 
underrated, underappreciated, the one like, underrated. What happened? Estimated finally graduated. Yeah, we can't, we can't compare Black Thought they to put, Lola Bunny. Put the volume back up, bro. I'm not. This is. We gotta. People gotta listen to it. How many ciphers we gonna listen to, Dad? We only got one episode. Dave. Need again for Philadelphia. Who else? But check it listen. out. Y'all see him on a job. See my eyes. Let's play, play the whole word. I'm like. Dave. He said I'm like Martin Luther King. He's like Rodney. Like what? Ha- like all right. So Yo. clearly, I'm, I'm. Dave is right. I shouldn't be comparing Lola Brooks and Foggy Weather <laughs> and Cassidy to Most Deaf, Black Thought, Eminem. Right? I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But I apologize, Dave. But the, my bigger picture to this is, what- and and like, you know, you've had great artists on here. Like Kendrick was on here. With the whole TDE. Go ahead and play the whole Kendrick John from beginning to end. <laughs> and let's not break at all to speak in between it. Because the people came to listen to us replay YouTube clips. Listen to me. <laughs> the people came to the you when you have when you're when you want to give an an example of something and when you want to talk, you have to play everything. You can't just play half of one thing and half of the other thing and then just be like, This is why I feel this way. You need to hear everything in order to gain an opinion. Mm. I'm gonna disagree with you because we didn't listen to half of those other artists and we understood. We know we listened to them. We just cut their verse, <laughs> right? It's a difference. We did listen to them. It's just and but then what was the reason for, for this verse right here for this video? Even me and Benny was like, we got to keep going. Like, but we we didn't want the verse to stop. We wanted to hear more rap. We wanted to hear what else they had to say. For those other, all right, women, all right, move and, on, move on. All right, we're gonna talk about this later. <laughs> this boy, man, he got to go eat. I'm sorry, Paolo Laundry. Um, basically, my whole point is, where's the disconnect? I need to. We need to figure it out. We need to. We need to understand that it's not the production. You had Swiss Beats. You had Timbaland. Great producers. Let me not look at Benny. Great producers. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> <It's> like no. <laughs> great producers mm-hmm. who gave you great beats to rap on. Why is it that when when these Rappers like this, when they hit a beat from DJ Premier, they do they give you this excellent work. But with the newer rappers from that, from now, when they get a great beat, they give you what we just heard. Subpar stuff. We we listen. They should have been naked. <laughs> hey yo, this boy want to see everybody the most vulnerable. Everybody naked now. <laughs> they should do the naked ciphers. <laughs> to my left, we got pile of laundry <laughs> next to him. <laughs> Prosthetic mic. 
And the British producer <laughs> is the BT Naked Cypher. Holla Laundry start us off. <laughs> <laughs> now, but the talent's definitely falling off, man. And the and and we listen to hip hop every week. Like this is a we love hip hop on the pod. I listen to hip hop at least every week. <laughs> If I would say how long much I listen to hip hop, it'd be on a weekly basis. Like a per week rotation, I'm listening to hip hop. So I know. We still haven't found, or we still haven't discussed why is there such a disconnect. And I truly believe is that people don't care anymore to have a legacy. Mm. I feel like legacy is thrown out the window. You know, Joe Budden brought this up with Drake last week about he's he has to stop pandering to kids and to young boys who be streaming on YouTube and Twitter. I mean, on YouTube and Twitch. He said that shit is going to get old quick. Mm -hmm. So you have to grow up and actually start rapping about stuff and stop doing this little kid shit. We've seen it when J. Cole called out the boy Lil Pump and he made that song 1984 or 1985 and told him like. In five years, you're going to be on a reality TV show. Nobody's going to know who your name is. Mm hmm. People don't care about the legacy. I feel like they care about they'll put stuff out there every so often just to keep their name relevant. But they're just itching for that one clip that can go on TikTok, that one video that can go viral, that one thing that can help them sell, sell out for like a year. And then after that year and they gather enough money, they cool because a lot like. What is what is what is happening? Why aren't they rapping like it means something? Why aren't they rapping like, yo, I could possibly gain some fans off of this, or I can possibly like rap like you hungry, like you you still want more out of this. Yeah. By this point, Eminem and Black Thought, when they did this, this was nine years ago. They were still in the prime of their game. They were still tough. People knew who they were. Yeah, they were they, already well established. They was already established, and they're still giving you lyrics like this, and they still giving you this type of work. My my take on this is um, the first thing I think we need to acknowledge is that I don't think a lot of like the entirety of hip hop culture is being passed down appropriately. So I don't think there's mm. a care for mm. things like being able to freestyle well, um, being able to have a flow and a rap ability that is adaptable to different beats, different rhythms, different paces, cadences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of artists are saying, "All right, I'm going to come out, I'm going to be whatever the current style is and I'm not going to um divert from that." I remember I never forget the the interview uh Uzi Vert did with um Ebro. I don't know if y'all saw that like years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Ebro has people come up and do freestyles on Hot 97. And Lil Uzi was like, don't put on one of them old school beats. I'm not rapping to it. And he told him, he's like, no, you rap to what I, I, I'm hosting the show. This is my show. And he's like, I'm telling you, bro, like, I'm not going to rap to it. He's like, you start inviting new artists up here. They're not going to be rapping to that stuff. Like, we don't, we don't rap to that no more. He basically told him, I'm not doing that. Which I thought was pretty disrespectful when part of what hip hop is at its core is you should be able to adapt to any beat. Yeah, it's like you're going to come in and dictate your terms and say, I'm only rapping to certain types of beats or whatever like that. And it's true. Hip hop can change, but there's also an element to it that should always be a common thread. So I think the common thread piece and the passing down of like, hey, this is something you should take pride in. You should be able to jump into a cypher and do well and show your skill off. I think that's a lost art. I also think that um, 
I think a lot of folks now are also not prioritizing um, care for like they're being compared with their counterparts. Mm. So they don't even care what their stature is versus X other name in the, in hip hop. They're in their own solo lane. So they don't have a care about how they compare, but artists from back in the day, they were like, I need to be on par or better than my contemporaries. Like it was always mm-hmm. this competitive thing. Yeah. So you get Eminem, Black Thought and most Def in a room. They all trying to one up each other. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just be okay with putting a mediocre verse out there on the mm. ciphers. Mm. So that's why them ciphers, even just 10 years ago, felt so different because you were getting artists to come up and put their best foot forward, like I said earlier. So I think it's the, I think those are two big factors. Mm. It's the not passing down of what the essence of hip, one of the essences of hip hop is, which is being able to freestyle and and show your skill accordingly. And then also there's a lack of comparison and competitiveness. People don't care to compare themselves to their counterparts. Yeah, that's true. They just want to be there. They want to have their light shine and they don't care about anybody else's. They don't even care to compete. A lot of these artists now are all friends with each other. Yeah. And so you, there's not like no competition of I'm trying to be better than so and so. I'm trying to be the best in this region or whatever. It's like And you could still be friendly with people, but when you get when you get to that point where it's like you wanna you wanna show off your skills, you should be able to compete. It's, you could be competitive and be cool with a person after you're done, like rapping with them. Look at J. Cole. Yeah. He's cool with a lot of people he rap with, but he goes on to beat and, and slides them. Yeah. yeah. You ever notice this too? Like this is this is for real, uh for people who like truly are hip hop heads. What's up? I don't know if you've noticed this, but I feel like content wise, the people who I see fall off, it's because they they forget how important it is to brag about how good you are. Like if you notice a lot of artists longevity comes from them being finding new and creative ways to talk about how good they are at this rapping thing. Like all of J. Cole's features now is just about him saying different ways about how tough he is. Mm-hmm. To me, that's where your longevity comes in because it shows your your brain is still functioning at a high level where you can articulate a lot of different creative ways to to say why you're so good. But I feel like a lot of artists struggle to have that like um, that fire in them. Yeah, you know, it's like that hunger you had when you first came in the game versus later when you feel like you don't have to brag or boast. You lose that, and then all of a sudden your your lyrical content kind of goes down because what are you rapping about at that point? And I. Oh, God, I just think that they just are not capable of doing it. That's why their their lifespan in the game is just too short. Yeah, and My, they probably don't even care about lifespan. No, it's about getting the clicks, getting the, the right. quick hit, getting to the bag. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Mute up. <laughs> Actually, Alex, I like you a young boy. That's true. How do you see this stuff when you see? You know, because I'm sure you have newer artists that you're a fan of. Like, what what do you think? Because this kind of represents your generation. You're the youngest of us here, and you're the closest to this current generation of music. What is, what's your take? It's really bad because mm. I'm really into the old school. So Lola Brooke, all of them is like, nah. Especially you're not, what you're you not just, feeling them. Yeah, no. Especially what you said, like Lil Uzi Vert. He's definitely not going to rap to no because he's not capable yeah, he nah. thinks he's like a rock star. Yeah. Yeah, he's a vibe curator. <laughs> yeah, so if he did an old beat, it would just be awkward anyway. He just wants to make something that's going to bop real quick, and he's not worried about lyrics. He's not worried about trying to 
leave a mark on his on the legacy of hip hop. Mm-hmm. He's he's genuinely creating his own lane of half artists that are just clickbaits. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He's the front face of that for for like. I would like to get somebody who champions the current generation to speak to me about what it is I'm supposed to like. Yeah. Like I kind of want to get a sense of what it, what do you actually enjoy. And I don't think they could even give you a right answer. Yeah, it's just I, I like, but they it's might. To a they wouldn't. They they people people's uh, like concept of music. I feel like they they themselves don't even look as at music anymore as as like a competitive like you should you should be one you should have the fire or or or, or um, like drive to be better than somebody. Like, cause somebody had asked me how I felt about the Drake album at, at work, and I was like, I was like, I, I gave it like a four out of ten. I was like, it was a lot of like filler music, really wasn't too good lyrically. I said he got on the beat with J Cole and J Cole crushed him. Boy, instantly was like, bro, I didn't ask you about if you thought J Cole crushed him or not. I just, I just asked was the the album good? How did you feel? You're always trying to go after like competitiveness and people like. You know, going against each other—that's not what it's about. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> this is hip hop. If you listen to music, it, it, mm-hmm. and when you get competitive, that's when you get your best. And I don't think that's what people understand. Mm-hmm. And that's what separates a lot of these rappers. Like Benny said, when J Cole gets on any track, he takes it as a competition. No matter if it's uh, um, Drake, you know, an artist who sells out everybody, or if it's somebody like a uh, uh, um, what's the boy's name, Lil Yachty, that he crushed on that song. Yeah. It don't matter who it is. If you get on the song with J Cole, his object, his 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 whole mindset is to crush you and to make himself better, sound better than you on the song, which he does to everybody. Yeah. Which he does to everybody. So that is what a lot of people and David, I, I agree with you when you said this whole friendly thing and like. You know, you're my homie. I'm not trying to... No, man, go on that song. Try to kill him. Y'all could be right. cool afterwards. Y'all could be friends afterwards. And what you realize is that the fans of hip-hop and the true people who are actually going to listen to you and give you the good critique... And Dave's going to fuck him. <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew it. And give you and give you that... Uh, give you their opinions on it. I'm not going to say the word. <laughs> give you their actual opinions that you want to hear... Those are the people who are going to say, yo, y'all went back and forth with each other. I think he might have did a little bit better than you, but you were still on fire. But you can't say that nowadays because nobody wants that has that competitive edge. Every song, in my opinion, should be looked at like that. Stop trying to be y'all could be friends after the song. When y'all get on the song, y'all got to want to battle. Y'all got to want to be good. Y'all got to push each other to make a great song. Yeah, these, these current artists better tighten up because Benny's Benny's homie. The boy, he's about to click out. Benny's homie in the beginning of the, of the, of the, of the pod. Yeah, that song. The artist is known as Benny's homie. He's tough, yo. He better click out <laughs> if they don't pay attention. And do mm, it's easy in your. It's been this way for a long time though, because that I would say for the last 10, 10 years, the game. I mean, besides like the the bigger artists like the J Cole's and the Kendrick. That's why Kendrick's um, control verse was such a big deal because that side of hip hop just isn't shown anymore. Yeah. Or you just coming at you, coming at the neck of the next person next to you, and calling um, them out by name, calling them out by name, yeah, telling them where you stand, yeah. That's just not a thing anymore in hip hop. Since, since the controversy came out, I've listened to hip hop at least once a week, <laughs> and no one has done anything like that since then. Just at least week. once a week. <laughs> you listen to hip hop only once a week, like on a weekly basis. <laughs> 
Yo, P.O.L., you are hilarious. <laughs> but I get... Um, Obama. The bigger Obama. question... Obama. Is this... Other than... Obama. I didn't make the joke. It was made in called <laughs> Pile of Laundry. Does this have another Obama. meaning? <laughs> Do y'all feel as though this happens in music in general? We're not just a hip hop, you know, we listen to other music at least once a week, right, Dave? I listen to country twice a week. <laughs> and it's good numbers. Other than other than hip hop. And then I listen to Yodelin about three times a week. <laughs> Yodelin. <laughs> <laughs> um Do y'all see this happening in and just music in general? Cause you you know, when you think competition, we're hip hop fans, we think, you know, strictly rap. Yeah. But like in a pop song or in a song that deals with like I don't know what does Taylor Swift sing, what's that genre? Whatever Johnny music Taylor Swift sings, genre of music she sings. She a pop star. Do y'all think that it's also been a disconnect from then to now, or is just is it strictly just hip hop? Like, is it is do people care about their legacy anymore? Just music in general. Is that is Taylor Swift going to be relevant? The music that she's coming out with now is she going to be relevant? 10 to 20 years. Well, she was in your top five female artists, Dev, so... I feel like Taylor is going to be relevant because her fan base is crazy, and when they get all old, they're going to be showing Taylor Swift off like she's Michael Jackson or something. So I feel like she's going <laughs> to have some longevity. Now that you say that about being all old, I see somebody tweet the other day. They were like, they were like, it's crazy. Um, 40 years from now, somebody's going to be like, let me introduce you to my grandpa, Brayden. <laughs> Brayden. <laughs> 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 Just the names that be out now. <laughs> like, those people are going to be grandparents one day. My grandpa, Brayden, <laughs> is nuts. Yo, you're going to be Grandpa Devin. <laughs> That's nuts. It's Dev. All right, it's Grandpa Dev. The old Dev. Sophia's not going to call me Dev. Devin. Grandpa Devin is nuts. <laughs> Come on, man. Stop making fun of my This is game. my Grandpa Poppy Lex. <laughs> Lex De Niro <laughs> This is Grandpa Lex De Niro Alex defend yourself You're not muted I get the bag <laughs> Yeah Dave You don't get no bag But no seriously though Is it is it just hip hop Or is this something That in music in general That people just stop Caring about their legacy That people just Is this the question of the week This is my question of the week To you guys I think it's all around Because is, you see a lot of One hit wonders in pop So they don't really hold that longevity either. It's it's hard to come across another Taylor Swift type artist or like the, a Adam Levine or something like that. The question of if if artists have um, if they care about legacy now, it's a tough one. It's because with the rap thing, I feel like there's more of a responsibility on the artists to care. But I think when you start talking about music in general. We have to bring in the equation of what the late like the labels and the machines behind the artists are doing as yeah. well, because the way that they're generating revenue is by making everybody a one hit wonder. So they're not even pushing for longevity, really, as much as they used to. Right. You, yeah, before it was like, let's go discover the five to seven artists that we can sign within this generation's time frame that'll give us 20 albums, 15 albums. 
and it'll be this legacy act. Now they're okay with getting the person who's hot for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's They're true. okay with going to sign, you know, the person who got blew up off TikTok, and they're like, all right, we'll get you one album out, and then we'll push you to the curb and go find the next one. Because right. they're they're adapting to the what the market is, which is a lot of this, like, quick stove, you know, let, let you heat up and then push you to the side. So they're, they're, it's, it's a lot bigger than just the artists. I, I don't know if I can, to your question of the week, I don't know if I can 100% say artists don't care about legacy. I think less artists care about legacy than before because of that culture that I just described. Let me... But I think there's still people who care about legacy. Let me, I do, even even in the current. So generation. a website uh, put together the most listened to artists. Like they went through all the streams of Apple, Spotify, any all TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, mm-hmm. and they put together a list of the top ten most streamed artists and most talked about artists of 2023. Okay. Okay. Number one. Foggy. <laughs> who do you think is number one? Drake. Drake. Number two. Ooh. Benny told me. <laughs> number two is Shakira. Really? Number three, Banks. Weekend. Four, Taylor Swift. Five, Bad Shadora Sanders. Five, Bad Bunny. Uh-huh. Six, Miley Cyrus. Seven, Ed Sheeran. Eight, Justin Bieber. Nine, Rihanna. And ten, and Llama. <laughs> Eminem is number 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. M hasn't came out with a new album in years. Yeah. M is... A caucasoid. Still top 10. Rihanna hasn't even... She only did the Super Bowl. Yeah. And she's still top 10. Her music is timeless, though. Just, But th- that's a legacy artist who cares. Yeah. Justin Bieber, a boy who still hasn't came out with a music in a long time, still streamed. Still one of the most loved boys. Ed Sheeran, same thing. I think his last album was two years ago. Still number seven on this list. Miley Cyrus. She dropped something recently. I think she did. Flowers, that song Flowers. She just dropped that song. I think think, she dropped the album. Yeah. I think I'm most surprised by Shakira, to be honest. Bad Bunny. I think Bad Bunny's tough. I ain't going to hold you. No, he's tough. I'm not surprised by seeing him on that list. Taylor Swift, we talked about her. The Weeknd just dropped the album recently. Sidebar. Shakira. She hasn't dropped music in a minute that I know of. Yeah. she She did the FIFA song. Mm-hmm. It's time for Africa. <laughs> Yo, sidebar real quick since you mentioned Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. I forgot to say when I went to the movies this weekend, dumbest day to pick to go to the movies. I'm thinking I'm gonna go for a chill movie. Oh, there was a Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift movie, movie debut. Yeah. Oh. Bro, the line was out the door for the Taylor Swift movie. Just 75 nine year olds with sequins glitter around their eyes. The with Swifties their Taylor Swift out. shirts, yeah. and where was you on? Where y'all? You had your Taylor Swift shirt on. So let me let me tell you what happened, yo. <laughs> nah, I had a hoodie on. <laughs> let me tell y'all what happened, right? So we go into John, and we like, all right, let's go get a popcorn and a soda. The concession line is crazy because everybody wants to buy the commemorative um, popcorn bucket with the Taylor Swift Eras Tour oh thing gosh. and the commemorative cup that they're selling. So everybody's in line, literally everybody, all the kids, the grandmoms, everybody. I don't know why everybody had glitter around their eyes. I guess it's a, a Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. It's glitter eyes. <laughs> so um, we in line, 
waiting, waiting, waiting. And then we finally get up to the front and I realize they have another line if you're an A-list member at the AMC theaters. And I'm an A-list member. Yeah. I could have been skipped. I waited in line for like 25 minutes when I could have got in the A-list line and got my popcorn in three minutes. Damn. And you could have got the I was Taylor tight, Swift bro. Bucket. I wanted to kick Taylor Swift directly in the throat. <laughs> and you got the Taylor Swift bucket. I didn't. You got the regular? I got the regular bucket that I threw out at the end. You can't bring it home and put it on your mantle, Dave. You get the Barbie bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Benny, I'm about to slap you, bro. The Barbie <laughs> <laughs> He keeps trying to play me. To come with the pink. Barbie was tough. I'm about to click out. I'm about to click out on y'all. Thank you, Alex, for reminding me. Had a, a pink swirl. Let me straw. set. Let me set a, a calendar reminder for myself to click out. <laughs> Hey Siri, click out. <laughs> uh, all right, that was my sidebar. That, I, that was dumb to go to the movie during the Taylor Swift John. Avoid every movie theater, y'all, for the next like two weeks. She's smart as hell about reselling her concert in a the theater, though. I blame Travis Kelsey. That there was a lot of football fans there. Mm-hmm. All Chiefs jerseys. <laughs> Just eighty sevens everywhere. <laughs> Yo, somebody had Kelsey on the back of a jersey, but it was spelled like the girl's name Kelsey, like K E L S E Y. People really don't care. <laughs> I'm about to click out on that jersey. <laughs> People really don't care. My bad, I derailed the the, the thing. No, it's, it's it's all good. I I uh, I so w- I gave my answer about the legacy thing. I think it's it is it, I can't say that nobody cares about their legacy, just less. Yeah, less artists care about it. But I think as as time goes on, you said it best, the handing down the torch of like teaching the up and coming artists, like what it means to hold a legacy. How do you do it? How, what do you look for? I feel like that's becoming less and less because like people now are just, it's either a, a carbon copy of what the le- next person is doing mm. or what the next sound is. Yeah. And it's not a bunch of people who are just looking for their own sound and looking for their own thing. Like, when I, I had this thought because when we went to the Wu Tang concert, my I was like, "Yo, they really made like kung fu noises tough. <laughs> like they really yeah. were able to take old kung fu movies and and make this music and put beats behind it and make it hype and great and you just want to listen to it." And it was like, "Dang, that's crazy." He really sat in his room and sat in the studio just watching those movies and and said he was gonna do something with that and did it and it became a phenomenon and like. You're strong people, like ox. People love it, <laughs> right? Like he said, they were strong like ox. Where's that at now? Like, what is the what is the issue now? I just I don't get it. We, we don't even have to talk about just music, like movies too, film. Um, I was reading about the Exorcist, John, that it's gotten really bad reviews. I heard that so a lot of people are just everybody's tired of the re uh, what's it called uh, reboots and mm-hmm. yeah. you know they spent like sequels on things that used to be just an original movie now mm-hmm. they want to make sequels of it 20 years later mm-hmm. 30 years later um yeah it's getting scary out here man and so much so that people really yeah there's a lack of a care of legacy like what am i leaving behind what mark am i making a lot of these companies a lot of these creators and artists are saying how can i just Go grab the bag. Go get the money. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. As Alex would say. Yeah, that's the, when they call me. The bag. <laughs> yeah. We got a professional uh, bag grabber right here. Bag grabber. Oh, oh, sound crazy. Hey, bag yo. Bag grabber? What? 
I don't like it. <laughs> gay, gay, gay. <laughs> Pause. Um, it, it, that, couldn't have said it better myself, though. Honestly, that's what, that's bag grabber. <laughs> said that perfectly. He said that perfectly. <laughs> no, but that's literally what it is. Yeah, that's just, immaculate. Thank you. That's all right. I'm, I'm looking forward to that movie. Uh, by Martin Scorsese with Leonardo DiCaprio and Flower Moon John the killer yeah. of the flowers yeah. I've only seen good critiques so, so far on it <laughs> yo Dave your glasses got so many smudges on it bro clean them Johns oh yeah well I'm about to smudge this fish into your face <laughs> John just sitting on top of the P.O.L. bro like it's a P.O.L. with a with a sunglasses on top it's t- a pile of laundry two socks and sunglasses on top of it like come on you know what let's click out <laughs> it's time it's time <laughs> It's time for the click out. <laughs> nah, that's stupid. But no, nah, when uh, just wanted to bring that up to everybody. I, I, no, I can't stand it, man. I'm, I'm I'm getting more and more annoyed when it comes to this music thing. And the more you try to talk to people of this generation about it, it's like it's it's like you're punching your own face. Like, yeah, Dave brought up a good point, though. It is a lot of it has to do with the industry and yeah. the formula that's. Being curated for quick success and quick money. And those out there, and those who are listening to the show, man, comment underneath the YouTube video. Let us know, man. We want to hear your thoughts on the music and where you think it's going. We, we're we fans of hip-hop on this show. We talk a lot about hip-hop, but I'm pretty sure you guys listen to different types of music out there. We want to know, is it the same thing all around, or is this just something that we're experiencing in hip-hop that is just a change of where people don't care about their legacy? If not, let us know. What other types of music out there do you feel like are going down the drain you feel like are not really vibing well or sound totally different i don't know man it's just it's just i would like to hear what other people have to say and what other people like to think so please comment below like and subscribe let us know how you feel what else we got what else we got dave what else we got um i don't know um (laughs) what are y'all looking forward to um, this week Christmas It's <laughs> like what do you mean What are we looking forward to What are we to? looking forward to this week I don't know Dan. I'm ready to wrap up I'm hungry Oh yeah Daddy's hungry Bro listen So like Let's, let's, let's What are y'all looking forward to this week Listen man Y'all already know that way. You're, wearing, you're wearing the hat Benny's wearing the hat I'm looking forward to these fills man Yeah Monday Let's get this W going man Let's go fills mm, It's easy in your Let's go fills <laughs> Dave, you playing third base on Monday, right? <coughs> Yo, the Phillies, man. They've been balling. Right. Fire. They got that stupid song that they be singing. Why the- can't you hear me? <laughs> Whoa. They really be vibing to that joint. Yo, player. yo, as Xfinity <laughs> If I was if I was a, a Phillies player, I'd be so sick hearing that, John. That's their dreams. They came out this year and said that song is dead to no, us. Did you so did you hear the I'm sorry to cut you off, but the players actually came out and said that was the turning point was the song because so, they said they were they were like 25 and 42. They were in last place in baseball, the literal last place in baseball. Yeah. And they were like, the vibe is off. So the boy stop or, or um, um, man, I'm forgetting his name, but the, the backup catcher, he uh. He was like, he's the DJ of the, of the John. So he was like going through the music and he said, literally, as soon as he played the song. He played it in the locker room, 
and then they were like playing it at the speakers in the in the stadium as they were batting practice and everybody just came up and start hitting <laughs> he lit this is what they said he said everybody just came up and start knocking the drum. and he said they after they talked about it they were like this song just reminds me of the run we had last year yeah. they were like we feel like this song is destined to be the song that take us over uh, the top okay okay and ever yeah, since so they've they been playing that song they they've been and i guess i take it back man because whatever mojo they got right now but that song keep it going so play that song man as soon as monday come how you feel day why can't you hear me <laughs> you gonna be in your bag dancing to that song they even had fletcher out there bouncing around bro Somebody said, let's go hit a home run alex you get in the line It might be just you two in the line Alex is in his baddest stance right now Big black sky over my tongue Get in your baddest stance right now Mama Mama I know where you're in A bit she's Okay I don't know anything he said right there song is like it's about like this John Suicide, right? no it's like some John that he about <laughs> <laughs> jumping off a bridge right dang dang what happened <laughs> I don't know you said sad it's the saddest thing you can think of why can't you see me <laughs> so sad well just dancing by himself they trying to kill him <laughs> Well, her feet are killing her. I call it suicide. That <laughs> <laughs> joint is a little boppy, though. I can see it. Yeah, mess with it. Um, th- this is a. It's about. Who cares? <laughs> you really Google this? <laughs> the history of the song. Um, you can't even read. The, it's about him. It's about You can't read now Whoa <laughs> It's about the boy Dancing by himself Bro we get it Oh no Oh so this song is about No this is a boy This is a, Cause the singer of the song Is gay So the song is about He went to the club With a boy Like his boyfriend mm-hmm. And his boyfriend Ended up going back home With another boy Damn So that's why he's dancing On his own Cause his boyfriend Left him for another bull They did a They did a um, So he, he stood there Dancing on his own Yeah they did a Naked attraction John And the boy was like Big bite <laughs> We out Yeah pause man And that's the <laughs> Phillies like, And that's the Phillies John Why can't title. you see me <laughs> That's the title Of the episode he What got a Big pipe We out We <laughs> out about to click out on this pipe. Hey, yo!
I thought we had him muted. Oh man. I'm sorry, y'all. Benny, Dev, I let y'all down. <laughs> I forgot to have the mute. <laughs> You cut that joint, make it a button, bro. <laughs> I'm about to click out on this pipe. And that will be the end of episode 97 and the whole show, for that matter. <laughs> we tried to make it to That's 100 disgusting. episodes. Couldn't do it. But we couldn't do it. Ew. Okay. Well, where do we go from here? Um. Yeah, so the ball. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the fills too. Uh, nobody cares about the song there. Oh, okay. Is Alex muted? Yes. Can we check that? Double mute. <laughs> <laughs> I unplugged the microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, no. I'm looking forward to the Phillies, Phillies as well, man. man. They on a run. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Why can't you see me? I yes, think they got man. a shot to go back to the series too. Yeah. This Diamondbacks team kind of reminds me of, of the Phillies team last year, right? Final wild card in. They they uh, shocked the Dodgers. They were able to upset the Dodgers. The Dodgers got to be embarrassed. Yeah, they got wild. And the Braves need to be embarrassed. Yeah. Both of those teams had hundred plus high wins, wins um, in both these past two seasons, and they couldn't put it together. All that money on the payroll. Then the Braves um, had the best record in baseball. They did. They got wild. And it was breaking all types of historical records with like home runs hitting a season and stuff like that. Yep. You see Yo, the they Bryce had Harper the ball. Stare down. Yeah, they had the bull RC a tight. Hey. Yeah, it definitely did though. He, he was like was arguing so back mad. with the Yeah, because he kept he pointing at the Yelling at the fans. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing like this. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this bull clicking out. Then he pointed at his ring, right? His ring finger trying to say that because they won the chip a couple years ago. Yeah, was he on that team? He was. He uh, was, yeah. He was like, I have a ring. You don't. Sick. Yo, to do this to a fan is crazy. As an adult. (laughs) He turned to a six-year-old. He turned around to a six-year-old and said, Cállate. How would you turn? How would you scream Cállate at the top of your (laughs) lungs? He was wilding for that. No, man. But Dave, Betty, the the I think it's so hype because there's so many great moments from this from this run this was a good series you yeah. know what i mean last last year the there were so many moments that were like spine tingling bro like what was the what was the biggest moment from this uh series in your opinion the bryce harper stare down for sure the bryce harper stare down was probably they mm-hmm. calling that this generation's ai step over <laughs> that john was tough though yeah because both said attaboy harper yeah that wasn't out. even like an aggressive <laughs> Nah. <laughs> that wasn't even that much to be like. He didn't call him a bitch, right? He just said "attaboy." And then, did you see the the Phillies was afterwards was wearing shirts that said "attaboy Harper" in the front and on the back? It was like stuff Trolling. shouldn't, yeah, stuff shouldn't get out in the play in the clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was meant to hear that or something like that. Um, nah, for me, honestly, um, when I when we were at the when I was at Xfinity, mm-hmm. when Castellanos hit that second home run in the in the game uh clinch in the game clinching winner, John. Yeah. That John was like on another level hype. Cause it was like the ball hit the ball had six at bats and hit four home runs at the last six at bats. Mm-hmm. He was just in his bag. It's weird, like I mean, yeah, that was a great moment. Um this that series, that Brave series was definitely like a defining one for Castellanos. Mm-hmm. And he struggled last year. I think he's made a lot of improvements this year. Seriously. Um, he's the man. But it was like this team, I feel like, is better than last year's team. I think they're a little bit more balanced. 
and the pitching staff is a, is more seasoned, obviously, for having a lot of them come who had went through the postseason run last mm-hmm. year coming back, Dominguez, Alvarado, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but despite this team being better, I did think, man, the Braves with the best record in baseball, like I thought it was a, it was a lot of tension for me. Like I feel like it was a tense series. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of tense moments where you're like, dang, are the Braves, Braves about to break out? It, was, it almost felt like they could break out at any time. Um, and there was definitely some tense moments, mm-hmm. you know, even up to the closeout game. Um, the only game that really felt at ease was the one where they scored like the ten runs. Yeah, that was smooth. Um, they just kind of blew that one open, and that was the Harper stayed on game. Yeah. Um, but the other two games were pretty tense, and they were, you know, they could have went either way if a couple of pitches went went the wrong way. Um, but mm-hmm. Dev, I think that might lead us into a nice little top five to round out the episode. Oh yeah, because I'm feeling what like you thinking. What you we thinking, should run bro? down. The most tense moments that we can remember in sports. I'm Our top it. five tense moments. Okay. In sports specifically. Okay. Um, it don't have to be just Philly, even though we're we're from Philly, Philly fans. Uh, so it don't have to be just Philly sports, but it can be any sport, any any team, any mm-hmm. moment, uh, any time period, as far back as you can remember, or as recent as you can remember. But I think we should do. Um, our top five tense sports moments. Mm. Are you with it? Intense sports. Or will moments. you quit it? I'm with it. All right, yo. Oh, you about to rap to this? Yes, sir. No, I got to do it. Right, let me hear it. <clears throat> yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Pile of Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to spit for y'all real quick. Listen. It's the bull named Pyle About to spit for like a mile See me in the aisle You know I'm trying to fry you Cause my legacy is so strong I'm about to go long Alice gonna click out on the pipe like he go long <laughs> Chef Boyardee You can't see When you in the photo booth you can't speak with me Beef with me? Nah you can't creep with me Listen I'm in the cypher I'm a lifer if I see your lady, I'm a wifer. Naked attraction. I'm trying to cap it. Try to slap it. Put it back in. I'm trying to break it back in. Send them packing. Okay. Pile of laundry. <laughs> I got you in a quandary. Mm. You can't even squash me. Listen, I can't see you. I can't see you. Devin played for the Sixers. He looked free through. I mean, free throw. <laughs> Crouton. Croutons. Croutons. <laughs> Critique croutons. Look out on the pipe. <laughs> Alice about to go get in a fight. That's crazy. Alice about to go click out on the pipe. That's that, was, that was wild, man. Alex, you that threw might me be- off. Like I feel like I couldn't even spit at my uh, my utmost because you said, "Click out on the pipe." Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that might be like that might be my number five. Is what Alex said. <laughs> Tense moment. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. Nobody knew when, how to react. Lex De Niro said, "Click out on the pipe." <laughs> Top five sports moment. And what did Alex say the other the other episode too? Didn't he say like? He said he wanted to eat a, a donut off somebody. <laughs> right. Thing. I had to be in the biggest pause of the episode. I mean, it's of the show so far, though. No, when he remember, he said he want to go backpacking because it's, it's no, take a long, hard trip or something like that. 
Yeah, I want a Europe through Pepe. I want to remember. Remember the Europe, John. What did? What was that pause one that he Alex said there? We got to do. A, I would ask him what he's muted. That's he's never coming off mute. <laughs> this button's gonna be red even when I turn off the. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dave. Yes. I'll start us off. Crazy. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me let's put some stipulations in this. Uh huh. Does it have to be a moment? Does it have to be a moment in sports that was like, like it was actually there were actually suicides. <laughs> it was actually like a part of an intense <laughs> stop. <laughs> like it happened. It was a part of the game, or could it be something? Because so all right. So at my number five, Damn, I'm, just, I'm just, just going to add it in. At go. my number five, I got to say my top five most intense moments in sports was the malice at the palace, John. When there was that big ass rumble with the Indiana Pacers, Indiana Pacers and the Detroit, uh, oh yeah, and the uh, what Detroit Pistons, mm-hmm. they was rumbling the fans. Yeah, boy was jumping in the bleachers. Boy jumped in the bleachers and started <laughs> rumbling the fans. On everybody. If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary about that, they have it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. <laughs> Cause now you're looking at the John like, yo, what if I go to see AI play the the Lakers and Shaq come up and start rumbling me <laughs> for no reason? You wanna take that L that day? Kind of lose. <laughs> like, and it was it was such an intense moment because that's the first time that it has happened like on national television where people are jumping in the stands. Mm-hmm. Players who are like giants, six foot ten, six nine. Husky as shit Just beating up On <laughs> regular fans And the yeah. fans were like All jumping in Fighting back The police rushed the, uh, the floor They had to end the game People got suspended For the season Those fans were Could never go to A basketball game Ever again in their life Like that was some Intense shit right there And mm-hmm. to watch that And see it unfold Live on TV Was just crazy Yeah that was crazy and and you know I'm speaking of from the from the fact that I didn't watch the game live, but I saw you know watching a documentary and stuff. Just even watching it and it happened in the past, you're like, damn, like, what the hell, mm-hmm. dude? And they were swinging on them fans like they wasn't they wasn't, yeah, wasn't holding, holding no punches. Yeah. That's my number five, man. That shit was too intense to watch. That's what I meant. Does it have to be a moment that happened outside of the game, or does it have to stick with? It just it? has to be sports related. Yeah. Um, but okay <clears throat> Coming in at number five for me I'm actually going to start with Because um, I, I definitely feel like this was up there I think there's so much invested in this year's Phillies team Emotionally for people who are Phillies fans uh-huh. That that moment um, When K- Craig Crimble <laughs> Craig Crumble Cookie <laughs> <laughs> When Creme Brulee was on the mound <laughs> And bases were loaded and Acuna comes up and he hits that ball to center field. That was definitely, that's jumped up to the top five tense sports moments for me personally that I've witnessed. Yeah. That was such a tense moment. Mm-hmm. The, the air out of the stadium went completely silent. Yep. Like you could hear a pin drop in the stadium mm-hmm. as people watched the ball wondering, is it going to go out and was they going to take the lead? Or was it going to stay in and were they going to be able to get out of the inning? It was two outs. Um, he hits that ball. It felt like it was in the air for forever. And it felt like it just kept flying back. You see the guys in the warning track and you're like, oh, my gosh. And then Rojas catches it. Inning's over. The rally's <laughs> over. And at that point, it felt like they were going to win. Yeah. Because that sigh of relief. And the fans went nuts. But it was 
that like three, four seconds when it was in the air, that was tense. Hell of a catch. That was tense. Too. I, I peed on myself a little. A little drizzle. A little drizzle. <laughs> and then when he caught it, I farted. <laughs> That's my number five. Just all this release. That's hilarious. <laughs> Just all this release. Nutted and farted. Oh my God. <laughs> a nut fart. Hey, yo, a nart. I clicked out, as they say. On what? <laughs> myself on a nut <laughs> on myself yo no that was that was tough that that catch uh i feel like everybody was in their bag at that point that why was, can't you see me yeah <laughs> <laughs> um all right that's tough dave uh coming in at number 4 for me for the most intense moments in sports. Fours up. Put your fours up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to what you said, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with baseball. I'm gonna stick with last year. Um, playing the Braves again. Mm-hmm. Bedlam at the bank, bro. Bryce Harper, clutch two run home run. I think it was or three run home run. Where he needed you, that you needed that you needed to score, you needed it at that point to get the fans going, and the stadium just went crazy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get to me like that was the most intense moment just in baseball in general, bro. Like I was, I remember I had I had I was sick at the time. I had COVID, so I was watching in my room, can't breathe, can't taste. All my senses came back just after that home run. <laughs> I, 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 I was screaming. Kayate in the room. I was like, and then like I was doing everything, bro. I started doing no hand push-ups. Like I started doing no leg squats. Like I started doing random workouts for no reason. It was just crazy. Phone was going crazy. Every friend and family member texting, talking about the game, going absolutely insane. The whole I felt the Philly shake, bro. Like the whole stadium was shaking. It was the greatest moment in baseball, man. Bedlam at the Bank is my number four for the most intense moments in sports history. I, I, I'm i telling you, man. And ever since then, that home run right there, that has put Philly on the map as the best place to play baseball at. Yeah. That's why you get people like Trey Turner who want to come here and play. One of the best. He is the best shortstop in baseball. That's why he wants to come here and play. Yep. I love it, man. Bedlam at the Bank is my number four, Dave. Mm. What's your number four? Uh, coming in at number four for me, I'm gonna stick. I feel like most of mine are gonna be pretty local. I don't. I don't even know if I'm gonna have one that's not a Philly based tense moment, but I might. I might surprise y'all. Um, coming in at number four for me is a local um, event. Definitely a tense moment because I can remember vividly just the feeling of what's about to happen, and then when it actually happens, like. Um, so my, my number four is the 2016 national championship in the NCAA uh, March Madness tournament. Villanova. When Villanova and North Carolina were tied up 74-74. And the bull Chris Jenkins comes down and hits that three-pointer from almost near half court. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Steph Curry range. And the ball, again, it felt like it hung up there for like three, four seconds. He hits that shot. They win the game. But that to me was one of the most tense moments because – that Villanova team was definitely like a scrappy 
you know, bunch. They mm-hmm. they they fought their way, and and I and at the time, North Carolina was like a juggernaut. Um, had a really good team. And it was just a cool moment. Like it was a cool Philly moment. That's the that's the Villanova one that sticks out to me the most. Mm-hmm. And I've never really been like a huge college person, um, just in terms of college sports. I mean, March Madness is always fun to watch. Yeah. But that was one where I remember being fully locked in and invested in Villanova. And for him to hit that last second shot like that, a true buzzer beater mm-hmm. on that big stage. Um, yeah, that was a great that was a great moment. And definitely tense too because that shot goes up and you're like, oh, are they, you know, are they about to go to yeah. OT? Yeah. Are they about to win it? Um, so yeah, that would be my number four. Number four, I mess with it. Um, okay, coming in at number three for me. Um, again, staying home, Philly, you know, all the way through and through. Um, I would have to say the. When was it? The 08, um, sticking with baseball here again, the 08 Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, that last, those last three outs mm. to win the World Series. Here's why it was so intense, right? You got to understand that living in Philly, you always believe, you always feel like that Philly curse, right? Like right. something's bound to happen. We never, we weren't winning championships at the time. We're bound to get our hearts broken once again. Somebody's going to get injured. One of our players is going to not act like himself and fold. Whatever. Uh, Lidge comes up. They ke- they keep talking about how perfect he is. He can't. He hasn't lost a save yet. Mm-hmm. He's been the the most dominant reliever in baseball or saver in baseball right now. This guy's the top of the line. You're just Close sitting it. there like, oh my god. <laughs> You're like and and you're like it's gonna it, they're gonna curse us it's gonna ruin it and that was especially tense because that was also the World Series where that game got cut that final game got cut weather because of the weather and they had to they didn't want to um, end it after what five six five innings, innings like that? I believe yeah and they were like no we can't call the game here like we got to play it through so they end up calling postponing the game until the next day and. He has this safe situation after having a perfect mm-hmm. uh, record through the season in terms of closes. And the dude came in, lights out, like he was all series. But it was just the moment of that, like, final out. You're like, please, Lord, why can't you see me? And it's one of the more iconic um, sports calls in Philly history when Harry Collis called the final out. Mm-hmm. HK's the uh, goal. Yeah. Yeah, that was And that uh, was Brad Lidge was, like, doing the, you know... The picture and first championship in Philly in what? How many years since before that? Was it the last one? The Sixers, right? Sixers in in eighty three. Yeah. Whoa! They were playing that song back then too. (laughs) Gay, gay, um, whatever year that was. The gay boy takes his gay boyfriend. Why can't you see me? (laughs) That's a good one. Number that was number four, three for me. That was number three. What's your number three? All right, coming in at number three for me, I'm actually going to sh- um, show some age a little bit here since I'm the oldest boy. Joey Chestnut at the hot dog eating. Um, but shout out to shout out to my homie Ken. We was talking about this moment um, not too long ago. Definitely a great Sixers moment. I'm going to go with number three for my most tense sports moments. Um, it was game seven of the Sixers versus Raptors. Uh, back in, t- in that 2001 run when the Sixers went to the finals. 
I don't know if y'all know this or remember, but in that series, um, Vince Carter was like at the peak of his game. And they had a, a true battle. That's that Sixers versus Celtics um, series. It was a true battle up and down. It went seven games. And then Vince Carter had a chance to win the game at the end. Wait, Raptors. Right. You said Celtics. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, okay. I'm just making sure. Um, Vince Carter had a chance to win the game at the end. He shot a three from the corner. And the ball, f- uh, there's a theme here with mine. The ball felt like it was in the air for like 10 seconds. Mm. Um, and, you know, that Sixers team was like special. You got AI. You're like really pushing for them to go. And that was, I think the tenseness for that one comes in the fact that it was truly like a, a battle. That that series, I remember I remember watching as like a young fan. I'm, what, 11, 12 when that run happened? And I remember watching and feeling like, man, this is, this would be devastating if they lost. And, um, as, and it turns out later, there was some criticism of Vince Carter because I think either that same morning or the night before, he w- or the day before, he went to go to uh, U- UNC to get his degree. Like he wanted to do the his he wanted to walk mm. his graduation ceremony, so he they went were, to his graduation. They were mad at him. Yeah, they were like, "You needed to be locked in. Like it's the playoffs. You got <laughs> a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals." Blah blah blah. Um, so yeah, there were there was criticism, and then when they lost and he missed the shot, some people were like, "See, he wasn't locked in." <laughs> <laughs> um, but Vince Carter was a beast. Was that Sixers team life. was <laughs> right. He's just trying to get his degree. <laughs> Succeed, education, connection. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my number three because that was a – and that was one of my earlier, like, memories as a Sixers fan, as a Philly fan, um, and remembering a tense moment in, in, in sports there. So mm. that's my number three. That's a great number three, man. That's, I was looking for something Sixers, but to me the most intense moments have come from baseball mm. in the more recent years. And then with, my number, with my number two – I got to stick with the football, with the with the Meagles and the Meagles, the Meagles, baby, <laughs> the Meagles, and um, Philly, he Philly definitely sp- said the Meagles, <laughs> Philly special, man, <laughs> and the Meagles. The Philly special is your number two tenth moment. The Philly special. You got to remember, guys. This was seconds before halftime. This was a fourth down. Mm-hmm. You got the chance to kick the field goal. You'll go up by five points, make it 18, 18, to, 18 to 13 or 18 to 12, either five or six points, whatever. Mm-hmm. You go to the sideline. You call a timeout. He goes to the sideline, tells Doug Peterson, I want to go Philly, Philly. He, Doug Peterson's like, if he at first, he's like, all right, let's do it. Wait, wait, like, let's talk about it real quick. Dude goes back on there. Does a fucking triple reverse pass it off to the running back who passes it off to the tight end who then throws it to the quarterback in the back of the end zone to score a touchdown mm-hmm. because you're all watching that like, yo, what are you doing? Like, just mm-hmm. get the points, get the points. It's fourth and goal. Fourth down, you need like two yards. You're thinking run the ball. You got LeGarrette Blunt back there. Run the ball. They decided to do a trick pass play that's only been ran like once in high school and once in college ever. And you get the touchdown. Mm. Goes down as one of the greatest play calls in, in football NFL history. Goes down as, I mean, in recent years, like one of the best plays ever called. Like just in recent years to think about it. People have tried to mimic it but never could. It, I, I I couldn't even fathom it in the moment. Like, yo, you're really going to go a trick play on fourth down. When the, when the game's on the line, you can't make a mistake against Tom Brady and the Patriots. This is when they were at their peak. They're at their best. Mm. 
I think my favorite part about that is that um, Tom Brady tried to go out for a catch later on in the game and folded. And the folded, bag. yeah. <laughs> tried to do the same thing. Yeah. Tried to do the same thing and folded. Philly special was so intense. If you just remember where you were in that moment, what happened, you remember that this team only had one shot at this. And that touchdown, I mean, they ended up winning by eight points, mm. but the touchdown, you know, gave you the leverage, man. Mm-hmm. It gave you the leverage. And the momentum. And the momentum that you needed going into half. Philly special is my number two for most intense moments. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles at number two as well. Um, I'm going to take a different moment from that game. Um, and this one we have footage uh, proof of how tense this moment was. But I'm going to go with the Brandon Graham sack, sack in the 2017 Eagles Super Bowl game. Sack fumble. Um, that was a tense moment because even though it ended up being that there was more time on the clock, I think everybody knew at that point in the game, the Patriots, uh, Tom Brady has the ball in his hands. They had what? Three minutes left or something when he got yeah. the ball. Yeah. Tom Brady had a rep, has a reputation of driving the ball down the field, controlling the clock for game winning, mm-hmm. you know, drives. So you're like, oh man, what they about to do? And, you know, Dev, going back to your point about the whole Phillies thing, it's like, you kind of carry this great cloud over you. Like, are we going to be cursed? Is something going to go wrong? So I think that's definitely my number two tense moment is up there for me because when he got that sack, it felt like the fit, the Eagles were going to win. Yeah. Like that was when you were like, Oh my God, we really, I think Dev in the video that we took of us watching the game, you were like, we about to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's your feeling that you just you knew it emote because, and so to me, that's like a happy tense moment. That's one where you kind of breathe the sigh of relief, but it was tense to have the Patriots have the ball driving down the field. Yeah. And Tom Brady's drop back the pass. And then Brandon Graham comes up with just, the most monumental sack fumble um, ever, ever. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history, at least the Super Bowl. So that's my number two is the uh, Brandon Graham strip sack. Okay. Pause. <laughs> <I'm pipe>. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, what's your, do you have a number one moment? Yeah, I got a number one. What's your number um, one intense sports moment? It's, it's one that goes against the Philly. It's mm. one that we took a L on, mm-hmm. but it definitely was one of the most intense moments in sports. Uh, game seven against the Raptors, the Kawhi Leonard shot. Mm. That dummy intense. Like Dave, Dave was saying, for all his top five, the ball was in the air for 45 minutes, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it bounced around three times and went in the hoop, and Joel and B just left there crying. Crazy did. moment, yo. <laughs> crying. We all did. Yeah. You know what's funny about that moment, too, is I remember we were – I was with Dave and we were at Mike's house with my friend Dale. And I think, no, was it just me, you and Mike? I forget who it was. No, Daviana was there. Mm-hmm. But we're watching that game and he hits it and we're like, everybody head just go down right and we're all upset. But the funniest, even the funniest part of that was afterwards they stood to watch Game of Thrones and they were just disappointed for like five hours straight because you just watched the Sixers lose and then you watched the fall of your favorite show and they were just like watching TV. Because the Game of Thrones episode was terrible. <laughs> the answer rough night. It was, <laughs> it was the roughest moment watching day Game of Thrones. <laughs> Like, yo, it was, that was yo. terrible. It was a terrible night. Benny, that's a great one. 
that was actually going to be my number one too. So I'm with you on that. Oh yeah, the Kawhi. Yeah, the Kawhi quadruple bounce was going to be my number one mm. because that right there was just the drama of the ball bouncing four times. Mm-hmm. The crazy like he was nearly out of bounds three point shot, and B going full blast to try and put his hand up to it. Yeah. Um, that team. I think had they won that series, they really had a legitimate shot to go to the finals. They was going to win the chip. And you see now yeah, what agree, Jimmy Butler's doing with the Heat. Like, he had that moxie in him. They were playing well. He actually had the steal and went down for the layup, the possession before, which gave us the lead, which we're like, oh, my God. You know, I thought that was the moment, like, that broke through. It was about to happen. So the Kawhi shot. No, yeah, we were going to win that one because that was the year that uh, Golden State, everybody was hurt. The Kawhi shot. Just ripped our hearts out. Like that yeah. is the by far the most heartbreaking and heart wrenching loss that I've experienced as a fan of Philadelphia sports mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. And we had to watch that corny Game of Thrones episode right after, <laughs> and that was like season eight or whatever when it just was it down was the Gaga. tubes. Yeah, and we so we had to watch the Sixers lose, then we had to watch Game of Thrones lose, <laughs> and I just was so mad going home after that. <laughs> I remember there was a picture going around with like one of the final episodes of Game of Thrones where they left a Starbucks cup inside the shot. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, they just didn't care no more. They they was ready to click out. (laughs) On what? (laughs) I'm not answering that. I see y'all. Y'all got your number one. My number one. I'm gonna switch the gears up again Mm -hmm. from sad Philly moments to the best Philly moment. And my most intense moment was the final play of the Super Bowl. You you knew Tom Brady had one more chance to go. He throws the hell Mary to Gronk. You knew who it was going to as well. Mm-hmm. He throws the hell Mary to Gronk. I think it was Jalen Mills or, or or Ronald Darby. Hit smacks the ball away from him. You see it hit the floor, mm-hmm. and everybody's just silent for a second. Nobody's talking. Nobody says anything. You're all just looking around, and then the the the. The uh, announcers did such a horrible job that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you see the ball hit the floor, and I'm like, oh, we won, and everybody in the house is still silent for another few seconds, and then you see the players running down the field, and then there's this one big scream throughout the whole city, like right. the whole city just went. Coyote! Coyote! <laughs> everybody was outside their door like this. Craziest moment. If, Crazy, crazy, crazy. Just because you knew the Hail Mary play is a possibility for Tom Brady to make, and you're all watching the ball in the air. Slow again. It was in the air for three hours. And it made it down there. It wasn't like it was short. (laughs) It was in. It was. It was near Gronk. Yeah, it was. It was was the end zone. It was in the end zone. And you're like, you know, we're able. We're listening. We were able to watch a game of Thrones episode to a Hail Mary throw like that. I'm fighting everybody inside. Oh my god I would've clicked out Zangief punch bro I keep telling y'all When I get mad I just put my arms out Like this And circle <laughs> around bro I would've clicked out I would've clicked out But we didn't Y'all really making This shit a thing yo. Listen <laughs> <laughs> Pile of laundry Is funny man um, <laughs> um, The ball hits the ground the Eagles win the Super Bowl Best Moment of my life in the Philly sports, oh, yeah. but also the most intense moment in Philly sports, and that's my number one. And that has been <laughs> our top five this week. As we say every episode, y'all follow us on socials 
at Uncle Defu at Dave Cruz two six seven at Alex De Niro with two X's at Benny Valent Valentine ninety three ninety three on Instagram. What's the uh, closing? Huh? What you got as the uh, closing track? What you mean, bro? We we popping off with our Phillies. We about to click out with the Phillies, bro. We about to listen to the dance on my own. Y'all not feeling it? Bro, I heard that song eighteen times this week. All right, then we not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, follow us on uh on Insta uh, Cruise Control fan page on Instagram at Cruise underscore Control Pod. Um, follow Alex at Get the Bag Two One Five. <laughs> Click out on a pipe. <laughs> At click out on a pipe. That's what you got to change your name to. No. <laughs> you wild, yo. Um, follow us on Facebook, Dev Cruise, Dave Cruise, Cruise Control fan page on Facebook. TikTok at Cruise Control Pod on TikTok. And finally, last but not least, YouTube page at Cruise Control Pod. Is a podcast or a pod on YouTube? Podcast. Podcast yes, on pod. a YouTube page. Like and subscribe somewhere right here. Thank you guys for listening in. Episode 97 coming up close to episode 100. We love you guys. Thank you always for listening in. And I'll switch it up. We're not going to be dancing on our own. We're going to, you know what I'm saying? We'll get a little Spanish in this joint. You feel me? I've been talking about my home for a minute. Bad Bunny. I fuck with his music. Click out on the huevos. Quiero saber si usted quiere lo mismo que yo. Dime Dime, vamos para el mambo, no vamos para el mambo. Tú me dices, mami. Zumba. Episode 97. We love you guys. Get up, Alex.